Hello, beautiful people. It is Thursday Night Football, Thursday, October 27th, 2022. And this show starts right now. Football is happening tonight on Amazon Prime. And although Harbaugh, who coaches the Baltimore Ravens, who are traveling to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, getting one and a half. Hmm. Interesting. Tampa, favored. By one and a half at home on a Thursday night, out three of their four corners. And set members of the secondary, after they just lost to the Carolina Panthers, who seem to be in the middle of a yard sale. None of it makes sense whenever you think about it. That's why gambling on it mm-hmm. seems to be a difficult decision because it's like, are they giving us a point and a half just already? Like, Something's they they going on. They got a bunch of people hurt on in their secondary, pretty important people. Now, Tom, I guess since 2002 or something mm-hmm. like that, hasn't won. Or hasn't lost three consecutive games. Okay. So are they banking on Tom Brady just being Tom Brady and Tom Brady is Tom Brady for why the Buccaneers are favored by one and a half on Amazon Prime on a Thursday night football game with the Ravens actually being able to win last week when they hadn't been able to win the weeks in the past. Their defense has kind of let teams back in and haven't been able to put people away. They finally are able to win, even though they almost did. Mm. The, I mean, it did almost. It didn't. End up, whatever the case, why are the Bucs favored? We do not know. We will chat with Kirk Herbstreit in about six minutes or so. He is on location in Tampa where he said it is 4,000 degrees like Florida always is. Joining us on stage like he does every Wednesday and Thursday. Yesterday, everything DB was fantastic. Florida native. So hot always. Oh, my always. God. Darius Butler. Darius none of it makes sense to me. Three out of the four in the secondary are out for the Bucks. They just got embarrassed by the Carolina Panthers. Yep. Tom Brady's had to answer questions about everything except having a winning football team and winning program and winning habits. Why are they favored by one and a half, you think, against this Baltimore Ravens team that finally got a win last week? Nothing makes sense right now. But uh, it, there were some play le- plays left on the field last week for Tampa, some drops, big drops. So, like you said, you're betting on, you know, huge. Brady's not losing three in a row. That's I'm crazy. taking Tampa, too. And they're at home. Oh, you like Tampa? Yeah. I'm, oh, this is early. Yeah, at home. You're making your pick right, right now. Right out the gate. Right out the gate. We're either four minutes in. Or five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Depending on which clock. <laughs> which one you're looking they're at. They're at two different times, even though they're connected to the same exact app on the internet. Yeah. So that makes sense. Obviously, building a new studio is huh. an incredible experience. Oh, yeah. Simple. It, it makes so Love much sense. It. Everything's mm-hmm. easy. In theory, it's all great. I don't know how it, it continues to do it. But four or five minutes or five or six minutes into this thing, you're picking Tampa, <laughs> minus Tampa. one and a half. Yeah. Is, and, and there's no reason like just to think like, that feels like the team you're not supposed to bet on. And sportsbooks seem to always win. Fando always wins. And I always lose the bets that I think. Is that why you're doing that? Are you doing, like, super sharp stuff right now? No, or are you like, absolutely uh, there's no way you're supposed to pick one and a half here? So I'm picking one and a half. Like, mm. the no pass line at the craps table. Like, is that what you're? Is that why you're doing it? Or are you mm. at that level of gambling yet? Yeah. No, especially not this year. Nothing makes sense this year. Like, this Monday night game, the Chicago, New this? England. That You know, right. who expected that? So, take a 10. And, yeah. and I know a lot of guys are banged up in the secondary, but the Ravens threw the ball, what, 16 times last True. week or something like that? So it's not like you're facing, you know, a big aerial attack um, tonight. So I think Tampa Todd Bowles defensively figures it out. And I think Tom Brady, they got to figure it out at some point. Okay, the toxic tables here at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. All of these records that are talked about about for Tom, yep. like hasn't lost three consecutive games since 2002 or whatever. 
That was because he was with your team. That's the right. Team that you're a fan of, yeah, the Patriots, right. who had Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. who had a different roster. I'm not saying it was just Bill Belichick that was the difference and just the coach would be the difference, but I think, like, cultures and eras and times and what people are trying to prove versus what they've already proved and what they already have is a real thing in the psychology of the humans that are playing the sport. Yeah. This is a much different-looking Tom Brady than we've ever seen in the past, so to compare the numbers of the past to the current Tom Brady, I think would be doing the Tom Brady of old a disservice, right? Because he has not looked great. He is off the field. This is been nothing like what we know of Tom Brady. Tom Brady's like the best teammate of all time. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly invested. He charming. No stone unturned, handsome, charming. <laughs> like he's like the best teammate of all time is what yeah. everybody says. And then this this year, Mrs. Training Camp, which yes. is incredible. You know, that's camaraderie building part. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady hasn't earned the ability to do as such. If Tom Brady thinks that's what he has to do and Tom Brady's still willing to be the quarterback for your football team, you are going to say, yes, we will take fucking Tom Brady (laughs) over anybody else. And if that's what Tom Brady feels like he has to do, Tom Brady can do that or whatever. But if you think back to what we loved about Tom and what I think his teammates loved about Tom is that Tom was just one of the boys, always one of the boys. And that means, like, he worked his ass off. He got chewed out. He probably did the extra reps. He invested time into his teammates. He was trying to do all those things and I think he took a lot of pride in those things and that's why he became the greatest of all time because in a team sport the teams that he was on won more fucking often than anybody else's teams in the history and probably will forever because of how good the fucking team was now if you talk about talent you can obviously dive into different quarterbacks that you can have the conversation about but the reason why he is the greatest is because of the team accomplishments that he's been able to have and the team accomplishments are because I think he's a great fucking teammate this year is the first time that we've heard anything Mm-hmm. Out of the sort. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I think that's a real thing that we have to account for. And this one and a half point that I know Darius, who knows football much better than me, has a bigger brain than I do. Uh, break, bro- everything DB's on. Fucking awesome. Uh-huh. We can wake up. Thank you, Three over, three under fire zone concept. On, These yeah. people are running. Wake up. I mean, you know, he likes Tampa minus one and a half just because he's betting on the Tom Brady factor. And I understand and I respect that and I appreciate that. I love the greats. Hey, I love people that are great at things. I fucking want to know how they are. I want to know why they are. And I want to understand that I'm never going to be able to be as savage as they are to be as great as they are. Seems like this is the first year it isn't really Tom Brady. As a lifelong Patriots spoiled fan by Tom Brady and the teams he was on, are you seeing it the same way? And uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, It just feels like there's too much going wrong with Tampa. Like, not only are they out all those guys in secondary they're also missing their starting guard Luke Gerdke or something like that so he's not playing uh and the training camp stuff you mentioned also just like the off the field stuff with his family like even if that was going on which it has in the past and it wasn't as you know dramatic as him getting a divorce but like his mother was sick one year and you didn't hear about any of it until the Super Bowl yeah he's probably kept a lot down by the way yeah, yeah. a lot of it which is not healthy no not at all <laughs> not healthy uh-huh. I, I think that's probably not a healthy thing and I assume those around him say the same thing to him. And as you grow older, those things start to, like, 45 years old is, a, he's an he's an old older man. He's very old. 90. He's yeah. an older man. Yeah. Let alone in the NFL. Yeah. So, like, in the NFL, as you grow older, you get mature, you get a different life. Not everybody. Obviously, there's people that come into the NFL and they're incredibly mature. I had Austin Colley in my draft class. He was like a, he's like a 45-year-old man mm-hmm. when we were getting drafted, right? Yeah. And I was not. I was clearly not. Sure. We all learned about that. I had Donna Brown get drafted first round. He was with his now wife, uh, with kids, full house, like mm-hmm. very, very mature. He came into college as a grown ass. Grown yeah. man. <laughs> Donna Brown's one of the like best like humans. Good guy. Hey, how you doing? All right, let's move along. Like 
great fucking guy. Like very, but very different stage of life than me at the time that we were drafted and everything. I was a bit more immature. I'm not going to say I'm the only person in the NFL, which leads me to this point. As you grow older, you become a different human. Mm-hmm. You become a different person. You kind of grow out of a stage. You're, you're in that college stage with a lot of money, mm-hmm. having a good time. Some people, not every person. I'm just saying some people are in this thing. And then as you grow older, you experience things. You start to appreciate other things more than the game that you once loved. And the reason why these people are able to play for so long, I think the greats, it's all just whether or not they want to continue to invest their life, their time, into the sport that they love, or they want to invest it in other things. That is a massive part of the reason why people retire. I'm not saying like the greats like Tom Brady are having that conversation because I think it's tough for some guys to get away, but I think it's because how invested they are in the game and nothing in life kind of strays apart. But at some point, life hits. Yes. Like at some point, life is going to hit, I think, for everybody. And when it does, if you're still playing, I can see how that could definitely affect your day-to-day, which is potentially happening with Tom Brady. And it's a shame because will he be able to bounce back? We all assume yes, he's Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. We assume so. Assume. Yeah. Still got a good team. Players. (laughs) See, that's kind of where I'm at right now, though, is like, and it's similar to the Packers. Like, I won't be duped anymore. Like, I get it's Brady. I get it's Rodgers. But, like, I'm looking, I'm watching these games, and, like, my eyes are telling me, like, Look at us. Hey. This is us maturing. Yeah. Don't bet on this team. (laughs) This is us maturing. Don't bet on them. Like, I understand it's Tom Brady. I understand it's Aaron Rodgers. But as of right now, like, until they prove that we can bet on them and that they do kind of turn the corner and look better this year, like, Maybe it is different this year. Yeah, Maybe the time. I'm, I'm taking on shins. Yeah, every single time, time we get one wrong, hard. Yeah, fraud, scammer. Yep, sell out. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm getting hard, D. But yeah. you've been in this game. Oh yeah, you've been in. This, you're oh, you're yeah. just dabbling. You're just getting in this yeah. game. When you have the power to be able to put, you know, public picks and get better lines for people, and like it's your decision, and then it loses on a regular basis. Bam, 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 in heartbreaking bam, bam. fashion. Heartbreaker. I get attacked. I mean, I get attacked, D-Butt, for being a bad yeah. person. It wears I, – I actually have feelings. Like, that does wear on me when people say I'm a terrible person. So, like, if uh, tonight's not, game – Oh, yeah. just wait. Just wait, D-Butt. will get there. Get there. Anyways, joining there. us now is a man who will be calling again. <laughs> and he doesn't have a lot of time, so we need to chat with him. Uh, he's not only the face of a brand-new NFL distribution service. Okay. Not only is he the face of college football, not only is he one of the faces of Ohio. I mean, he's yeah. an Ohio oh, yeah. fuck. For sure. He's an Ohio fuck. Not, not his fault. No. Just where he's born. Yeah, it is what it is. I don't, I don't know what you – same exact thing. He's the man who is the reason why I'm on game day getting a chance to do everything that I do on Saturdays that is going to create so many memories that I will talk about for the rest of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, What's up, man? So you're talking about making some bad picks, huh? Kirby. <laughs> you see it every week, dude. You fucking see it every week, man. I uh, that, I have to do it on your show, and I'll tell you what. College football stuff, dude. <laughs> NFL stuff, college football is stuff. Remember, I had that one team, and then I and then I remembered that that guy wasn't actually on the team, so I had to pick the other team in the same show. That happened just this past week, Kirby. Turns out Big Felix isn't on TCU. He's on, on Kansas, Kansas State. State. Yeah. He going. didn't transfer today either, though. That's been a thing. <laughs> That's been a thing. Herbie, I've enjoyed the hell out of working alongside you, man. You are uh, you're incredible as a human as you are on TV, bub. We, we're having a blast. I, I told you. I, I, I mean it. I mean, you, you have reinvigorated me personally and the show and and let's go uh, um you do it every you do it every day on this show but man to have you on game day 
I've been begging you to come over to game day for two years, and I'm glad it's finally worked out. And um, I think the fans fans are having a lot of fun, man. Like you said, what did you say that one time? The old uh, white folk they they, yeah, the old they, whites, they tweet the you from time. <laughs> the old white, yeah, the old whites, <laughs> the old whites. They, like, they, they like your belt buckle and yeah, yeah. and your tank top. But yeah. no, man, it's. You've been uh, you've been a breath of fresh air. Thank so you, Herbie. I'm lucky to work there, man. You all are incredible at what you do. Honestly, it's a well-oiled machine over there. The people are fantastic. A lot of people have been there for decades working on that fucking show. So whenever you're talking about like how things operate and go, top of the line, everybody's cool. You're obviously an incredibly huge part of it alongside everybody. I appreciate you all for being so hospitable yeah. and allowing me to do my thing. I will fuck up, and I will continue to fuck up, and I apologize for that. But I'm studying. Hey, this is the first thing that I've really, like, now, granted, I've Who, watched. Who's helping you? Who's helping you study? Which, my guy, which Tone. Which the boys? Tone. My guy, Tone. Tone is a, Tone, Tone's an animal. I appreciate you. because uh, he takes. Yeah, man, I can tell you follow it or you're studying it because, you know, he takes your notes, and then he's learning it. Pat, you're learning on your own now, man. I mean, you're knee-deep in this now for I don't know how many weeks we've been doing it and watching the games, and you're starting to get your own opinions. I do. So it's it's been cool to watch. When Galloway came, you know, Galloway played 18 years in the NFL, and he came over to be an analyst in college, and he's kind of doing what you did because he wasn't as familiar with the game, and then he just started doing it a little bit. And the more he did it, the more he learned on his own just by watching LSU or watching whoever – and next thing you know, he starts to kind of build his own little history and database, Resume. his own knowledge. And that's yeah, that's where you, that's where you are right now, man. You're well, I, I appreciate that, and I think I'm getting an opportunity to like go to dinner with people that are pretty important in the whole fucking thing. Let alone like talking to you. So like, I'm a genuinely curious person. I think that is why this profession is potentially happening because you know I enjoy conversating with people. The people I get to talk to now, because of the access that game day, game day is. Hey, they're plugged. Hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Game day is plugged. You guys are plugged. You went 30 Emmys over like the last 20. You're getting conversations with who, fucking whoever. Mm-hmm. Shout out Wiley and everybody that's booking that whole thing, Darren. But like the whole, the people I've gotten to talk to has been quite insightful. And it's also given me appreciation of college football that I didn't have in the past. Because I think whenever you judge college football as a sport, you have to judge it for everything that it is. Not just the on-the-field product. You have to judge it for everything it is because that's how we judge everything else. So whenever you start talking about, you know, the cults that seem to be following each one of these massive schools and then the traditions and the things that have been happening between generations of families for like six generations, seven generations passed down, and it's like we wake up and we're going to fucking watch the balls today and it's like even when we were terrible for 15 years <laughs> we were here every single they do the same songs yeah. they're singing the same yeah. things they're having the same tailgates throughout the whole thing like i think uh it's been cool to learn about and i appreciate it now enough with the compliments fuck off now we're great big, at what now you we go do. big boy yeah now we go big adults now adults we go big boy. now yeah. we go to men's adults. league now we go to the men's yeah. league okay yeah where there's billions and billions of dollars on the line and you know that because you're on amazon you know, and, and that money has been spent. That's why they hired you, and that's why they hired Al Michaels, because Amazon said, we have the capability and the means to go with the top of the top. So they bring in Herbie, they bring in Al. You guys have been fantastic. Hey, you guys have been great. Yeah. We are thankful you're in the NFL. We are appreciative that you're in the NFL. And just like what you said about me with college football, now you're starting to have your little Rolodex of things that you've seen, you've experienced, you've learned, and it's been fun chatting with you about that. You're amazing at what you do. Let's talk about tonight. Tampa is out so many people. 
So many people, important positions. Winfield out on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. That is a big deal. He's like a general, has been since he's like a rookie on that team. Yep. Won a Super Bowl, now they're at this particular point. Then you think about the team and how they looked against Carolina. They looked terrible. They looked uninspired. Mike Evans is dropping balls. It looked like everybody was kind of oh. out of sorts. And then you look at the other side with Baltimore. They're coming in after a win when everybody thought they were giving things up. Tampa's favored by one and a half at home. What is your? What have you, as you're done your research about tonight's game? What are your thoughts? How do you see it? And you don't give a prediction, obviously, because you don't. You want to go into the game and enjoy it. So if you had a prediction and precursor, you might determine how you call a game. But why is that? You think? And what did you feel from talking with Tampa in this Tom Brady twenty years never lost three consecutive thing? Yeah, yeah, I, and and Darius can appreciate this because you know one thing about college is you start to watch a game or a team and you start to form opinions and you start to say that's their identity, that's who they are. And what I've learned in, in the NFL is it's such a long season, things evolve and change. And and when Tom was at New England, there were so many great examples where I think people thought, okay, they suck this year, and then by week seven or eight, they they all of a sudden have that one week and bang, they 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 turn in the corner and they win seven or eight in a row. And I'm not suggesting that that is going to happen right now with, with Tom, but it could. I mean, it, it, it could. I, what you see if you watch film on them is the offensive line is in shambles. Like their offensive line, when they lost Ryan Jensen, they lost not just their, their, their bell cow up front. They lost their leader. They lost their spirit. That guy had a nastiness to him, which we watched every week that they would play, and that really rubbed off on the rest of the line. So you take him out. And they just feel like, to me, they're spinning their, their wheels up front. You cannot – worst team in the NFL in running football. Worst team, three yards of carry, and Tom's an obvious passing situation. So how many times do you think about Brady? Do you think about play action, Gronk in the scene? Yeah, like yeah. so often they would throw the football off. Not, not that they had to hang their hat on running the ball, but just enough to make you know it's there. They don't have that. And you don't have Gronk. And so – not to say that they can't find it, but Todd Bowles told us an interesting thought yesterday. When we met with him. He said, you know, we're in the middle of going from who we were to who we are, and there are growing pains to get there. Huh. And we're watching those growing pains. And I thought you just touched on something that, to me, was the biggest key. Once Mike Evans dropped that pass, it was almost like you couldn't believe you were watching the Buccaneers. Yeah, it looked Lethargic. like preseason, didn't it? It looked like a preseason. It, it, Devin White? Devin White? When I think of Devin White, I think of a guy that you just don't want to play against. He just was jogging to the ball, getting blown off the ball by 15 yards. Just did not look like Tampa at all. So, oh, no. so you put perfect. that on the side, no, right? Oh, Hold on now. Oh, no. You put that <laughs> Hold on, Pat. You put that on the side, and now you got Brady and his bravado and confidence and who he is. They were embarrassed, humiliated. Now they're on national TV. You just know they're bringing the fastball tonight. Now, is it going to be enough? Can they get it back? It's all on national TV, remember. Yeah. It's on <laughs> international yeah, internet. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it is. But I, if you, if you take all the emotions out of the game, I think the Ravens are a better team. Okay, okay. Here we, here go. we go. Now let's start going on this side here. Let's start going on because how you. I'm, 
That's what we need. Are, are you, you, you pl- sounds like you're, you're on Baltimore. No, 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 no. <laughs> just want to hear your big brain talk about the big game tonight. Bro, a lot of stinkers I'm, I'm on the, Thursday night. I want to make sure it's a good game. I'm a game. Lamar guy. Like, I'm Hell guilty. Yeah. Like, I, I've just been a Lamar guy since college. And so what Greg Roman does with him, to me, is kind of a an outlier to the rest of the world of the NFL. I mean, they're in two or three tight end sets. It's like old Stanford football. It's just, it just, it's an outlier. It's tough to prepare for, and then you throw in his ability to create, his ability to play action off of it, um, his zone read game, the power read, QB, QB counter. Hell yeah! And so, I, I, real quick question for Darius is: as a defender, especially a secondary guy, I, mainly looking with all these injuries, they got four guys. If you add them all up, if you include Logan Ryan, four guys in that back end that aren't playing. And now you got Lamar. And how do, would you put in the layman's terms for fans when you got to go, almost go back to your UConn days of college football? Because yeah. it's a lot of zone read, power read, yep. yeah. QB, QB design run. What challenges does that put on? What challenges does that Tell them, Herbie, Pat White. Yeah, tonight? UConn. Yeah. I Tell mean, it, it starts obviously stopping that run game. Cause the good thing about it, dealing with those injuries on the back end, is you're not facing, you know, a Josh Allen, Mahomes type passing game on the other side. So. The first thing is setting the edge on that run game. That's the first thing. No edge, no chance, especially with a guy like Lamar Jackson. He can get out the gate early. And then the guys on the back end, even though it's going to be some young guys, they're going to have to hold their own. They're going to hold up um, their end on, um, you know, covering those guys deep. And uh, Todd Bowles, you know, obviously a great defensive mind, so he'll have those guys ready. And like you said, short week, you know, after a stinker like that. Who's that benefit, short week? Who's that benefit, you think? Because Lamar, the home team like, number one, oh, I think definitely home and team. And then the more you know, the more veteran team. So I think uh, obviously going to have some young guys out there. But the quicker you can get out there and get the, get that stink off you, the better. So I think uh, I think the Buc- I like the Bucks. Herbie, tonight. Herbie, what is the record on Thursday night for home teams? I'm sure that's something that you know, right? Do you guys talk about that ever or no? I we're just trying to get touchdowns on Thursday. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to get points. <laughs> All right. Hey, Irby, I appreciate the hell out of you. Enjoy tonight's game. Thank you for taking some time, and I'll see you in Mississippi tomorrow. Ooh. Yes, sir. Looking hey, forward to it. Hey, Jackson State's going to be a great time this yeah. weekend, Irby. I can't wait. Yes, sir. I can't, can't wait. wait. All right, have fun. You got to bring the boys down sometime on game day. I told you, you got to bring your, your crew down. Hell yeah. Kurt, did you go down to FAMU last time uh, when you guys went out there? Yeah, I, I, we've, we've been to FAMU. We did um, – uh, another game with Southern and Grambling. So okay. we've done a few SWAC games, but uh, I can't remember the last. Tell me about we did an opener last year, or maybe it's twenty season, twenty or twenty one. We did a game as yep. well. But yep. um, looking forward to seeing Dion and and Jackson State. Should be a lot of fun. Should be fun, man. Can't wait. I believe it's um, the Bayou Classic. That's yeah, Grambling State that's in Southern. It used to be yep. uh, national televised. I remember. Yeah. Watching oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I sent a recruiting. Yeah. I sent a video, highlight video to Grambling when I was coming out of high school because when I was watching those games, the only white dudes on the team were the kickers. Yep. There we go. And yeah. then I guess they never yeah. watched it. I mean, I was hitting seventy yard field goals on that thing. They yeah. had no offer. I wish I would have went. Could have been a, a hilarious experience. Didn't get to. Can't wait to do it tomorrow and Saturday. Well, You're the man, Harvey. The, the Southern Band, if, if there's one thing we're going to bet on, it's the Southern Band is going to going to win. Whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. The sonic boom of the South, guys? I don't know. Jackson State's band is hey, – listen, I got respect for the Southern Band. I've been watching film. Okay, because <laughs> there is a – there's an actual – I think there's a band – 
band off? Friday night. Oh, I, I don't doubt All right, you got to do your off. thing. We appreciate you, Harvey. We Thank apologize. Thank you, Harvey. Thank you, Harvey. Harvey. supposed to be off two minutes ago. Sorry, Kurt. That's 100% on us. Hey, what are you going to do? There's a band, uh, Battle, uh, Battle, Band. Battle of the Bands. Yeah, Southern and Jackson State, I, I think tomorrow night. Like School of Rock? Yeah, no, I'm, like, I'm, planning like on, band I'm planning on Drum cruising lines. to some altitudes that I don't know if I've ever reached before. And then just yeah. walking into that for Hell sure. Yeah. Trying to my best if I can get access to that. A Battle of the Bands? Though, yeah, I have mean, to. That's, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime experience yeah, type deal. That's what I'm saying. Grambling wouldn't watch my tape. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so now naturally. I have to get an entire experience in one weekend almost. Mm-hmm. It, I've heard it is electrifying. Hell yeah. I cannot yeah. fucking wait. I mean, Antoine Bethea used to talk about walking through the uh, the, the, the quad. Quad? Yeah. yeah. He was, I think he told me one time, I'd love to just have you walk through the, yeah. the quad one time or something down there at Howard. I'm like, yeah, we should do that, actually. It's like, I'm excited for this weekend. Good I can't wait to see what it is. It's going to be dope. It's supposed to rain, I think. A lot of times with Stop those that. with so those games, that too, just makes like, the drums look sweet because all the fucking. Yeah. When yeah. those games used to be on TV, like a lot of times, like the the battle of the bands type shit was the centerpiece. Like the football, oh, yeah. the football was secondary. Yeah, it's dude. like, hey, stick around for halftime and watch the battle of the bands. Well, and then think about how they all got the roles they got on that band. You know, mm-hmm. Nick Cannon showed us that. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> that fucking guy couldn't read music, could he? No, that fucking guy could. He could hear it. Yeah, he yeah. could listen. Play to the it. shit out of That's a right. drum. Yeah, he could. Drum yeah. line, good oh, drum majors, they got more pull than the starting quarterback on campus sometimes. What? HBC, yeah, big deal. Yeah. Have you seen quarterback? The though? sonic boom of the South. Six drum majors come running onto the field. I've seen it. But I mean, the quarterbacks—they're gliding across the fucking field. Probably not field. right now because Dion's no, yeah, not this quarterback. It's yeah, quarterback's got to deal with TV twelve. Yeah, yeah. Beats. Anyways, hey, can't wait to get to Jackson State. Thank you, Herb, for your time. Thank you, Herb. Can I um, ask a follow up from you guys that played in the NFL? Well, ask Darius. Don't ask me. Okay, oh, come on. You, I was there. But you're a glue guy you, in the locker room, dude. I was um, an absolute glue guy. I was around. You guys talked about a bounce back after being embarrassed. Yeah, Carolina. They were. I watched the game two weeks ago, every single snap against the Steelers. Uh, they looked like dog shit that week, too. So. Yeah, but those two weeks, you know, those yeah. th- that's like carryover. At what point does it like – and then he talked about they're the worst – Bucks are the worst running team in the league. They're 32nd attempts. Tom throws the ball. Um, a couple of years ago, like Marlon Humphrey and Peters, like those two were dog. Are they still dogs? Because I feel like they're giving up a lot of passing yards uh, in that second. You're talking about Baltimore? Yeah, yeah, like the matchup. I wouldn't say Peters is the same guy that he was a couple of years ago. You no, know, coming off the injury, probably still um, figuring Does Peter, out. Would be Peters be pissed about what you just said right there? Sure. He still has the I mean, confidence, yeah, he, so you he think should. he still thinks? Oh yeah, I and mean, you out there, especially playing that position, you got to feel like you're the you're the best, you're the baddest motherfucker out there walking. And that's how he plays. That's, that's his awesome. mindset, and he he's always um, yeah, he's a guy. It's awesome. Similar to Trevon Diggs, like he's always trying to get that ball, hands of the ball. So he's going to give up some plays. He's aggressive. And Marlon Humphrey is more of a physical in your face, and you know he's going to punch the ball off you. But uh, two, still two good players. So your OG great, okay, really good, really good. Warrant the um, confidence and cockiness that you have to have to play the position. Then you hit a point where you're no longer there. Is there imposter syndrome that starts creeping in? <laughs> is that happen? Do people actually like when people lose confidence? Does that make them retire? Is that is that a big deal? I when heard, guys- um, the last guy I heard speak on that, I think, was Talib. And to leave, he said, like, uh, Bill Belichick wanted him to come back and play a certain role, I believe. Yeah. And then he was just like, man, he just didn't feel like he was that dude anymore. Oh, yeah, you know? And he was, uh, you know, freaking, I'm covering number ones. I'm doing all type, you know, I'm getting my hands on the ball. So when you lose that confidence, you lose, I think that's the reason Revis hung it up. Like, yeah, I mean, you got to have that mindset. But at some point, you know, your body tells you, shut it down. Yeah, I think, like, the mental part of it, you, 
Quarterbacks, too. Quarterbacks, kickers, punters, pitchers, anything yeah. that revolves around, like, I'm going to fuck up, but I, I have to be strong enough to know that next one, though, I'm a guy. Right. Yeah. Once you let the couple of them be like, no, I could see a corner position more specifically because you're fucking out there getting exposed and embarrassed and humiliated. And everybody sees it. It's yeah. not like a D tackle or a linebacker or I expect Devin White. I hope Devin White heard that. What, uh, what, what just said? I hope he lights a fire in his ass. But everybody, well, yeah, you expert. Tampa. Everybody's an expert knows. when uh, a corner gets beat for a touchdown. Oh, he sucks. He, <laughs> he got bad eyes. He's slow. He's lost a step. Same thing with quarterbacks. Obviously, you know every bad throw, bad read. You know Matt Ryan, Big Ben, whoever Aaron Rodgers, so, yeah, Rod, you Matt know, Jones. So everybody's an expert at those certain positions. So you got to have a little more edge, a little more. You know, fuck you to you. Yeah. On the other side of it too, like everyone's talking about how bad Tampa's offense has been, but like the year they won the, the Super Bowl, their defense was unreal, yes. and it seems like like they're not good against no. the run this year either. Like with Todd Bowles, like you would assume that yep. they would be able to figure that out, but is it the type of thing where? When, like, the locker room's kind of fractured and all the stuff's going on with Brady, like, those guys are maybe just kind of checked out as well because the offense isn't scoring points? Nah, I, I mean, I can't. Those too many, too many good, like, Levante David, uh, Devin White, like, Winfield, like, Todd Bowles starting there. You go from the D.C. to the head coach. I can't say. Everybody has to try. Yeah, I can't say those yeah. guys are checked Tom. out. Sometimes you just have a, a, a little, you hit a bad <laughs> rut. <laughs> Tom, yeah, it is different, though, when your leader is. It is, You right? spoke on it because Tom, mm-hmm. and I was, a, I was a teammate of his. Obviously, I was very young. Oh, yeah. He in the middle like, of my rant, I was talking coach. very fast. Yeah. I should have stopped and said, Darius, you were teammates with him. Everybody who said he's like the greatest teammate of all yeah. time, basically, right? That's what they great, said about yeah, Tom. Great locker room guy, basically one of the guys. And then, you know, once you hit that field, you know, he almost turns into a coach. And now that was however many years ago. He's 45 now. So he's older than a lot of the head coaches we have yeah. now in the league. Oh, yeah. So um, you're used to him being fully bought in, fully invested, and basically – um, you know, living by the same rules as everybody else. You know, he didn't really play his, hey, I'm Tom Brady card. But now, and he said it, hey, I'm 45, I got a lot of shit going on. You know what I mean? Which so is that, valid. Which yeah. Everything is valid. And he it's, does. It's real. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they finish the season. I feel tired, too. Like, hey, we've been duped enough. I, I know how yeah. these guys are great, but we know what we're watching as well. But it's a long season. And it's a year where after those four top, probably four teams, everybody kind of Let's go through them right stinks. now. Buffalo Bills, yep. Philadelphia yep. Eagles, yep. Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, yep. Vikings, Giants. I, I mean, I don't trust Cowboys. the Cowboys. I think it's those nope. three, nope. and then there's yeah. a massive drop-off between mm-hmm. the next tier. I like the Vikings. I think the Vikings are a good team. I think they're going to be around late. They have enough depth, I think, at weapon to do their Facts. thing. And it seems like they're ra- – I mean, we're seeing a little Kirk Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Niners, I think so, too. Like, they lost to the yeah. Chiefs, sure, but, like, they just caught McCaffrey. If Let him healthy. learn the entire uh, offense, and then, yeah, get their defense healthy for that run towards the end. That, they could easily do it. And I like the Cowboys, too. I forgot about Cow- Cowboys. Hey, Cooper Cush is going to be the best thing that ever happened to the Cowboys because Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, for the first time in their real existence as the Dallas Cowboys operators, Kellen Moore one year longer than Mike McCarthy with the offensive system, they learned like, oh, yeah, the guys in the backfield are a big benefit to the quarterback. We can put up video game numbers with the quarterback, but if we're not doing things, you know, with clock, with game management, with yep. how we're going to go about doing things long season, keeping everybody involved, keeping everybody healthy, you know, just they've evolved, I think, with the Cooper Cush experiment they were very successful with cooper cush yeah. and i'm not saying cooper cush wouldn't be like 
good anywhere or everywhere, he might be. Who knows? That might be the story someday that Cooper Cush goes on to be Kurt Warner <laughs> or, or somebody that just is not given an opportunity early and then goes somewhere else and fucking blossoms and is absolutely dominant. That could be the case. But they were forced into using yep. different weapons and different ideology because they knew they didn't have Dak in there. No offense, Cooper. I don't think he's yet being called Dak. Even though there was a conversation there for a little bit about maybe a competition, Dak was able to step in there and they fucking were able to just keep it going. That could have been massive for Kellen Moore and McCarthy's growth as coaches and as back in the position of leadership because we see McCarthy fuck around with some situational management yeah. in the past where it's like terrible. When you have a backup quarterback in there, everything's heightened, especially whenever you're fucking potentially going to get fired if you're not successful, mm-hmm. which was the story going into the Cowboys season. It's just big Mike's last year if they don't win. Remember Sean Payton's yeah. fucking yeah. – Sean Payton retired from New Orleans, come back to Texas and coach the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody saw it, yeah. A lot of pressure. Maybe they do go on a run. Maybe this is the year because you like the defense a lot, right? I love that defense, man. A lot of uh, a lot of dogs. Obviously, it starts up front always, and Michael Parsons – I've been saying for a while, I think he's the best pass rusher in the league right now. You got Diggs, who's always getting his hands on the ball. Hooker, Wilson, just right. guys just flying around, uh, you know, all over that defense. I enjoy watching the Cowboys be good because they're going to be on TV all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because Jerry Jones is doing his thing. Speaking of a team that's going to be on TV all the time, that's going to be the Kansas uh, Kansas City Chiefs for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. because they got Patrick Mahomes and that offense that is explosive and electrifying. Remember, Nicole Hardman had three touchdowns this past week. Travis Kelsey had four the week before that. Juju Smith-Schuster is getting hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVS is starting to find his way. CEH does his thing. Mm-hmm. There has been a trade. Oh. The Kansas City Chiefs have traded with the New York wow. Giants wow. for Kadarius Tony, weapon, wide receiver. The Chiefs will trade a conditional third-round pick oh, 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 and sixth-round pick shit. to the Giants. So the offense that is unstoppable adds Kadarius Tony. Uh, who has been a conversation piece Damn. around the New York Giants for the last two years, I yep, think. Right, yeah. Very explosive, mm-hmm. uh, electrifying. Everything that you want to potentially describe him as is everything you can describe everybody on their fucking offense <laughs> in which they have somehow 17 starters and only 11 can make it onto the field. This Chiefs team gets better. What's going on, Tony? I was going to say, I'm gonna, I didn't say this, you didn't say this, but people said this. He was supposed <laughs> to be the next Tyreek Hill. So that's Whoa. kind of interesting when they make this trade or whatever, you know. And he's been what? He started, I think he's been hurt all year. I don't think he's played yet. A year. third and a sixth. That's a lot, right? When he was the first. The upside two years ago. When this guy gets into the, yeah, you know, the full, because yeah. I think they got Travis Kelsey moving a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hardman. Andy Reid probably wants that pre-snap movement. Yeah. Okay, we need pre-snap movement. We need a guy that can run. Who's the next type? Ty- Who'd they say next type? Ty- yeah, let's get the next Tyreek Hill. Now, even if he isn't Tyreek Hill and we're not able to create as many yards as Tyreek Hill, at least we'll be able to have somebody that can do all of the fucking eye candy that Tyreek Hill used to do for that offense and distract the incredibly intelligent defense that you only need a second with because Patrick Mahomes can throw an absolute dart and a dime and has incredible accuracy. What the fuck? How come, <laughs> how come the teams that are so good are always the ones that are so aggressive? How, yeah. come, how come every other team that isn't aggressive you know, is able to sell a tale of it's too much for that. You think that guy? You think mm. how come everybody's able to do that? And then the really good teams are so fucking aggressive. The Eagles, okay, we even talked about this yet. Didn't even talk about this yeah. yet. The Eagles just made another trade for another guy who's going to be brought in for one situation, which is going to be a playoff game, third and long, fourth quarter. Let's get another pass rusher on this fucking team. Robert Quinn was traded from the Chicago Bears to the Philadelphia Eagles just yesterday. And if you start looking into what the compensation was, it sounds like 
the Bears lost, but I don't know. I don't know because I don't run a team. They're paying his salary, the rest of his salary this year, yep. seven point something million dollars. They're also um, free of, I guess, two non guaranteed base salary years of fourteen million in twenty twenty three and thirteen million in twenty twenty four, thanks to Tom Pelissero. So they give up a two years deal left on his contract after this year. Both of those are non guaranteed though. Right. So that's not a real contract no. on either side, okay? That's not an actual contract. That's why you always see renegotiations happen immediately following the guaranteed money. That's why everybody used to have all the guaranteed money at the beginning, so a five-year deal becomes a three-year deal, which actually becomes a two-year deal because where the guaranteed money is so you can hit the, do the whole thing again. They're paying $7.8 million of his salary this year. He has two non-guaranteed money left. I guess if they cut him, they get some sort of dead cap hit, but in return, they get a fourth-round pick. And the Philadelphia Eagles now, since, like, fucking the draft night, have made six or seven moves to the fucking roster. They traded uh, for Robert Quinn, obviously. They traded a fifth and a sixth for CJ GJ from the New York, uh, from the New Orleans Saints. Dog in the secondary. Yep. They traded a first and a third for AJ Brown. They moved from 15 to 12 to secure Jordan Davis. Essentially got the Saints first in 2023, second in 2024, and one in 2022. Whenever you talk about being aggressive and everything hitting, it's these fucking dogs right here, the Philadelphia Eagles. But once again, these are the teams that are good making moves. These are the teams that are like, yeah, we have a chance to go. Let's take advantage of our window. Our window seems to be right now. Let's go get it. And everybody else who doesn't make any moves sits at the bottom uh-huh. looking up at the good teams and goes, oh, you fucking overpaid. You got screwed. And they're the only <laughs> ones fan base that think, oh, we can win a fucking Super Bowl this year. This seems to be a trend in this entire NFL thing. Yeah, the Kadarius Tony thing especially kind of just underscores. Like, like he was a first-round pick two years ago, and they got next to no production for him. Yep. Like, he barely played. So it's just like, all right, fuck it, get rid of him. We'll take a third. The Giants pick. stunk that year. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But and it's, it was Jason Garrett. who's good on TV. He is pretty. Hey, good. Jason Garrett. Very good on yeah. TV. Calling Notre Dame games. He's re- not on that football night in America. I think he does a really good job. I'm fucking on when he was coaching. This is all we saw. Yeah. So I think we all judged him for yeah. maybe being a fucking robot. Mm-hmm. But I think whatever you hear him on NBC Football Night in America, he's pretty fucking yeah, good. I think pretty good. He carries Saturdays too. Yeah, he's yeah, pretty well. fucking good. Jason Garrett is very good on TV. I hope he stays there. Congrats, Jason Garrett, player, coach, inside, knows everything. Happy for him. But nonetheless, their offense is being called by him. He hadn't called plays in like 13 years or something yep. like that mm-hmm. because he was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys or 11 or 10, whatever it was. Brand new game. So maybe Kadarius Tony literally had zero chance. And this year he's been hurt a bunch with the new offense that seems to actually be productive. So this guy could – they got another first-round pick, basically. He yeah. did have, a, what, a couple game stretch where he was unbelievable mm-hmm. last year. Um, but, like, how much of this is Motivated this, now, this too. Was, He's on the Chiefs. This was Gettle, a, Super Bowl. Gettleman, a Gettleman pick and a different coach and stuff like that. I assume – and he yeah, has there's certainly pro- no loyalty between us. No. And also, the fan base probably has a pretty negative opinion on Kadarius Tony because there was some shit talk. Yeah. I think they, Bruce They loves love him. him. Yeah. Oh, they love the him. The New York Giants fan base loves him. Was he a sweet rap album, I believe? He yeah, did it was a rap, rap album. album. Oh, yeah. so they thought we need. They didn't think he was a bust after the first year after no. all no. that stuff happened, and then he didn't do as much as everybody thought he was maybe going to do no. because he had an inept offense at the time. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like, hey, can't wait until this guy's on the field no, more because he is explosive and oh. he's going to be a dog. Uh-huh. Is this the first heel play by Dable? Feels uh, like it. Oh, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Because they blame Judge for the struggles with uh, Tony originally. There, here's our uh, native Giants <laughs> fan. 
Kadarius is a beast. He's unbelievable. So the Giants fans love him. They're just bummed that it never worked out there, or what? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. He's been dealing with a hamstring for it seems like basically his entire time with the Giants. He came back, practiced one day, and then just didn't practice again. Um, So I'm kind of curious if there's like kind of more to it where he was just like, you know what, fuck this place. James Harden, Um, like Shams was talking about yesterday. Yeah, what Shams alluded to Russell Mm -hmm. Wilson doing. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That was disrespectful. Because yeah, we, we need wide receivers, too. So it is. And you guys are a good curious. team. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have one receiver over 200 yards. The curious tale of Kadarius wow. Tony. Oh. Next draft. But this out. also just goes back to your point. Like, draft capital doesn't matter unless your team fucking sucks. Like, all these sure. teams that are good that could go win a Super Bowl. Well, draft capital doesn't matter at all. I, I'm going to go on the record. And this is just as somebody <laughs> who, you know, Dealt with the bottom half of the roster most of my career. Very lucky to do that. Special teams at the bottom half of the roster, you know. There is a lot of draft picks that just comp- – fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh undrafted. Just in my experience, you might as well put them all in the same – the undrafted guys, pro- and, and who knows, there's probably statistics to this. statistics to this. But people acting as if these draft picks fucking are going to hit and matter <laughs> and that they're the best player that has ever come from that round. I was picked 222. Very lucky to do so. AQ was picked after me somehow. There was only a couple picks after me. AQ was picked after me. He played for 12 years. I think a lot of teams would wish that they had him on their fucking team. Then so many first, second, third, fourth rounders yeah. that they're drafting offensive line. It's just I think the draft is a much bigger guessing game oh, yeah. than people say. After the first two rounds, after the – even there. Uh, yeah, but the, hum- the the humans that are there normally don't exist mm-hmm. back here, yeah. right? Like the 6'6", yeah. six, six, 4'3". Sure. Like, like Tomlin. Yeah, the athletic makeup. Yeah, what Mike Tomlin said well. to Chase, I ain't never going to lose enough games <laughs> until 2022 <laughs> to get somebody that looks like you is what he said to Chase Young or whatever. He was like, I ain't never going to lose enough to get somebody that looks like you. That's a real thing. Like A.J. Hawk. He ran a 4'4 at a 40-inch vertical with yeah. fucking 250 mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. That dude ain't going to be around fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, right? Those potentials aren't going to be there. So I think there's way too much stock in the draft, and I think it's because there's so many jobs in NFL buildings that revolve around the draft. The amount of scouts and the amount of departments there are for college scouting and figuring out your draft and the draft board and the draft spectacular that we have. It's our fucking biggest night, and we mock it every year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's. I don't like the theory that you have to get more draft picks to will, uh, build a winner. I think you got to get proven fucking guys. And paid. I am always going to feel that way. And I guess people will say you can't have a salary cap that way, but. Yeah. You're seeing more teams go that way too. The winning kind of, team. Yeah. The, the fuck them picks team to kind of figure it out down the line. Um, and it depends. The winning pick, team. Yeah. yeah. But that's who it is. That's a fact. And the picks, I mean, like you said, it's a guessing game at that point, but it's also so important. Like what type of buildings these picks and players are going into like what type of environment not only the head coach but like what type of meeting room is that corner that you're drafting you know going into what type of guy is that draft pick like his character like that matters all that stuff matters and I don't think enough uh, onus is put on that Um, but you think it's a bigger indicator that's a huge on the building if a draft pick doesn't work out Yes. Because there is yeah. a lot of draft picks that don't work out. Yeah. And that's because there's a lot of bad buildings. Like yes. This. That's why there's so many firings and turnover. You got, you got 21 and 22-year-olds coming in there getting drafted, obviously getting paid a lot of money. But now you're you're a pro. You're like, you got to figure it out. So some guys like a Patrick Sertain, like he was 
prepared from the prior. He was five years old for that. But then you got other guys who walk into a building and you need like some OGs to kind of take them under the wing. You need good coaches who can communicate with these guys um, the right way. You could teach they have them plans. how to learn yeah. game, game plans, using their strengths. Like to t- Tony, for instance, like his, I don't think his strengths were um, used in the Giants offense. And now when he gets with Andy Reid, when he gets to Kansas City four weeks from now, we'll probably be looking at this guy like, oh, shit. Of course, a third and a sixth rounder. Yeah, Everybody's so. going to say it's too much, a third and a sixth rounder, and I assume people who are celebrating that thinking it's a good deal if you're the Giants. I do not. I don't give a be, fuck though. about the third or the sixth. What's that? It could be. Maybe. I don't. But, if Kader, You're right. If this is a complete bust, if he goes yeah. in there, tears the entire building done. Okay. Somehow, <laughs> Kadarius Tony is able Rips it apart. to rip the entire place, tear the entire place apart. Now, he's going into a great culture, which a lot of places do talk about, and you just hinted on from when you trade somebody in or brings a big name yeah. in. You already have to have your culture, you know, so the person can come in and adapt to your culture as opposed to that person bringing in their culture, which is uh, potentially different than what you're doing. Von Miller going to Buffalo. Like, Von Miller is like one of the greatest teammates of all time. Yeah. I assume the culture in Buffalo is a very strong mm-hmm. one, that if the person wasn't the greatest teammate, of all time they could still bring him in and he'd be welcomed and feel good and also when you're going for a super bowl not that the giants aren't this year okay bruce but like the year before right when they weren't you know yeah like motivation i think for you know injuries rehab extra hours I, i think going to the kansas city chiefs he gets an opportunity to reprove himself and i think there's a legitimate talk around the walls with the chefs the trainers the equipment manager hey we're here to win a super bowl like this is what hey this we're in the window to Mm -hmm. go do this could be a completely different vibe hopefully it works out for him you're right i hope it fucking works out for him and then the third and the sixth will be like what are we yeah let's look who they drafted at that now the Giants seem to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe the third and the sixth will go on to be, you know, people that are productive and everything. But when the Chiefs have success, there's going to be 31 team ba- or teams and fan bases that are just going to go, could have fucking had the next <laughs> yeah. Tyreek Hill. We could have had the next Tyreek Hill. And we chose not to. Best, he was available for a third and a sixth. What about the you? Best, oh, go ahead. I say the best part is the one team that didn't need him is the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> like they are. They just drafted a, was Sky Moore first or second round? Second round. Second yeah. round. I mean, they brought everyone like Juju. Ju- everybody. Is Kadarius like, return kicks. NPA. Oh, I think he can. Maybe Florida. Sky's been. Did doing he? It. Did he? I think he did. Yeah. He was like a, just get the ball. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Kind of like Percy because that's what Sky Moore was doing, right? And Pacheco. Who they? Mm-hmm. Pacheco's unbelievable. They love Pacheco. Yeah, I love Pacheco. Yeah, he's the man. We're just listing off. We just listed off like forty-five people. There's only fifty-three people on the roster. This Chiefs team. Yeah. I love it. Like, if you're a Chiefs fan, enjoy the hell out of this. It was Which, also a compensatory pick, so it's not like they lost even one of their own picks. They got that third rounder from Ryan Poles taking the Bears' job. So yeah, and they're going to get more compensatory picks because of the fact, like Honey Badger is now with the Saints, and they traded Tyreek Hill, right? So don't they get compensatory picks for that, depending on? Usage? I think it's free agent. Golly, how good does that have to with. feel? No, well, coaches. We, coaches are getting compensatory picks now. Yeah. Dude, we don't even fucking know what mm-hmm. that. There's no way we have a clue what that is. I wonder if that's just a judge of people judging how fucked. Like what it could have been, yeah. what you deserve, what you deserve back in the whole thing. Do you think your how career could have went like different? Obviously, you're very talented, great work ethic, but been in a room or been around like Vinny every day, oh, as huge. compared to like Peyton if another knew. rookie came in. Peyton too. With you. Yeah, but you spent like the majority of your time, I would assume, with Vinny. Matt Stover was there in my rookie yeah. year as well. So Matt Stover, who completely different person than I'd ever encountered in my life. Honestly, one of one, I think, in my lifetime, 
incredible kicker. Adam Vinatieri and Matt Stover are two best kickers yep. of like their decade, their generation. There's all stats. Vinatieri was dealing with a surgery, I think, in his hip, I think, or something like that. So they bring in Matt Stover. There was a whole situation at the end. But Matt Stover was like a businessman. He was brought in as a free agent, too. So he was like working, I think. Uh, before he came in. So I got to see him like do business stuff mm-hmm. and like how he was going about handling stuff. I learned a lot about how he operated. He and I are not similar people, I don't think, at all. Yeah, I don't think we have a lot in common. Kick we balls. Kicked balls. Kicked yeah. balls. But I got a chance to really learn from yeah. him like about being like the next business that he was kind of handling and how – he was very detailed, like very detail oriented. Mm. So I got to watch him work and kind of do his thing, try to take some of it into my own, but we're two <clears> different <throat> humans. I wouldn't have been able to operate the way he operated. I'm not mentally tough enough to do what he did. But like that team, that whole fucking team, like Joseph Adai and mm. I hung out a lot my rookie year and early in my uh, second year there. He was incredible at chatting with me about life and what everything is. And I think once you start getting better as a, like a human in mm. life, I think that helps in your performance and your preparation, how, big, how good of a pro you are vinatieri throughout my entire career i got to learn from and watch and like soak it in 1000 percent. what you said if there would have been another rookie there i would have had zero respect for the motherfucker this person probably would have liked the person yeah but there's no way in my mind i'm thinking that this person who has never done it before knows or is going to figure out how to do it better than i'm going to figure out how to do it if there's somebody with no experience (laughs) i have no interest Mm -hmm. in learning from you i'll learn at the same time as you and at the end if you prove that you're very good i will i I like to learn from people that have been there done that if not i'll fucking try it my own way but Vinny was there for everything you know and if he wasn't i think you're that's a great point like the situation is a big deal getting drafted here to indy a very professional operation organization that old school crew yeah it's huge that's why when i get in trouble like i had a lot of people to look at like all right this is how i should fucking operate this is what i should do in the building I need to do more of this. Well, less of that, obviously. Mm. <laughs> they're going to be drug testing for that. Okay. Can't do any of that, actually. <laughs> all right. So it was, a, it was a big deal. Yeah, probably doesn't work at all if I'm not with that particular team. That's a good point. How about you? I mean, you go to New England. That's a fucking shockwave yeah. of how to handle football or what? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, a lot of things I learned in New England, I have much more appreciation for it later yeah. in my mm-hmm. career. You know what I mean? I would look back and things that Bill would talk about or – just how they ran the whole operation, but wow. it was kind of a changing of the guard that when I got there, we had Sean Springs who had been in the league forever and he had his own way about going about business, Lee Bodden. So we had a young Josh Boyer, he's a DC right now for the Dolphins, but he was like a first time defensive back coach. So he would tell me something and then Sean Springs and Lee, but I mean, fuck that. So it was kind of tough for me early on, but later on, uh, I was lucky enough being a second round pick, got cut twice in my first three years, but had another opportunity because Grixon, you know, remembered me coming out, liked me coming out. And I was able to figure things out and put it together. Um, hey, look at Grixon you know, making a good yeah. seat. Hey, <laughs> that's a good sign. But uh, yeah. Different situation, situational, man. But yeah, uh, certainly with that. depends on the environment. Yeah, Bill does not care. Uh, especially like Zebo was a very high draft pick second round. It doesn't matter because yep. like we just talked about how those. Well, that's because he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. Well, all these GMs, yeah. second rounders mean so much. Yeah. Because if they cut their own first rounder, they cut their own second rounder. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying your scouting department's terrible. You're saying that you don't know how to identify talent. So you're admitting to everybody what everybody else is saying that you weren't good at that, and it's kind of taken as a slam. With Bill Belichick, what are you going to say? Yeah. Oh, this guy can't draft good. Bill, uh, I got. Seven Super Bowls for a lot of draft picks. So, don't care. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, he, he crushed you for agency, and this was probably his the greatest draft class he's ever had was this past year too. 
I mean, Jack Jones is one of the best corners, at least in the rookie class by it. far. And say it. And Cole Strange is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> and we all knew that was going to happen. Where was he out of? Middle Tennessee State? Uh, University of Chattanooga, Tennessee. There it is. Mm-hmm. They breed Hall of Famers. Bro, though. those senior bull clips <laughs> yeah. were so hilariously spread on the internet as soon as Cole yeah. Strange uh-huh. was drafted. This, this is who built, and then there will be a photo of Bill Belichick at like a pro day. The fucking, yeah, the little goggles or the binoculars at the combine. How about when he skipped the fucking Didn't combine? Didn't go to the, he was at Middle Tennessee in the rain. In the rain to do that workout. They'll have Train that photo. Yeah. They'll have him with the, the popcorn with uh-huh. the fucking thing. And then Cole Strange video him just fucking getting bodied yeah. by SEC guys. Just bam, bam. <laughs> this is what the NFL is going to look like for Cole Strange. Deshaun McVay and uh, oh, Les laughing. Snead laughing at their press conference. Thought he thought Bills, he was going to be there in the Bills third round. Some fucking draft yeah, see, and Bill would say, like, greatest GM in history. Yeah. Tell, tell somebody who drafts good to put together the teams that I put together and the way that I put them. And we just won Super Bowl. Yeah. So. <laughs> it, was more, yeah, it was more about doing things. His like I would literally make plays in practice, but I, if I wasn't doing it how I was coach should be doing it, which was completely foreign. Like if I'm making play, I'm making plays. Fuck how I'm doing it. I want you to be outside leverage. I want you to be here. I want you to play it this way. And and that that was Bill's way. And like you said, he he don't care. He'll cut his losses. Like he yeah. was at my pro day too. At my pro day, Nick Casario actually ran my pro day, like throwing the ball, doing all that shit. But. Don't care. Move on. <laughs> See ya. Hey, yeah, we'll reimburse you for the gas, dude. <laughs> We're talking about that now, too. Hey, it worked out, though. We're thankful. I'm yeah. thankful that that Thank happened. You, Thank you, Bill. I'm Love thankful Bill. it happened. Thank you, Bill. Love you, Bill. But it's happening right now because they're talking about uh, trading the starting right tackle, Isaiah Wynn, because he didn't even play oh, last week. Shit. And they're also talking about possibly trading Kendrick Bourne. And they paid him, you know, they gave him last year a three-year contract. And he doesn't have to prove anything. No, he does not so, care. So you talk about all the other GMs, what they're saying, back to what I was talking yeah. about. If I was to do that, I would get ridiculed on every single channel mm-hmm. in this particular town and probably nationally for cutting – a guy that I just mm-hmm. overpaid for yeah. a year ago. Everybody said I did. It didn't work out. I'm moving on, even though I'm going to pay a bunch of money. It just happened with Chicago. Chicago yeah. with the new owner, or new management, and there's no loyalties between us. I did not bring you in here. Situation mm-hmm. that has been unfolding. And Roquan Smith kind of got, you know, choked up about it. The Eagles, if they fucking, if this dude, okay, and I think he only has like seven. Seven pressures, maybe three something in one, one sack. sack. Three yeah. tackles, one sack. I don't know if he's been as productive mm-hmm. as he appeared to be on Monday night against Jesus. the New England Patriots, which was a good play, Robert Quinn. Robert <laughs> Quinn, OG in the game. <laughs> yeah, We're going to be on Monday Night Football. All eyes are on us. All right, I'm going to fuck it. Hey, let's do a little bit of a showcase here if this is potentially going to be a trade situation brewing. But he goes to the Eagles for this whole thing. Uh, in, there's going to be a third and long. And it's going to be on a primetime game. Yep. Because when the lights are on, the stars come out. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to go, he's supposed to be a bear. He had no guarantees left on his contract, and they got rid of him. And the Bears might turn this whole thing around, right? Might turn this whole thing around, Zito, on Monday night. Hell yeah, bird down. Are you upset at all about Quinn leaving, or is it just like, you know, we got to move on, rebuild, and do the whole thing? You know what? We gave Quinn an opportunity to get a Super Bowl ring. That's the way I look at it. Good people. There you go. He broke our franchise record last year. It's a little, uh, thank you. Have a good year. Thank you. Good luck. We'll pay the salary, actually. Yeah. yeah. We'll take all the losses in this, it appears. Mm-hmm. And Poles is good with those draft picks. We'll see what happens. Is he? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, for rookies that destroy the Patriots. Got it. Brickshire is on. Boom. Yeah, he's oh, that was a guy that got kicked in the dick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He the is other very, well. very good. good. That's a hell. Kyler Gordon also had a pick, and he tore it up, too. So he's, he's been good. pretty good with it. And uh, was an AQ's guy, Tevin Jenkins? Is he the guard? year before that. Yeah, that was, that's uh, oh, that was last year. Okay. Nonetheless, seems like they hit on the draft. Yeah. I'm sure that'll win a Super Taylor Bowl. Taylor Johnson's pretty good, too. You know yeah. what? Well, I was, you know, and I said it, it feels like six minutes ago about the Chiefs. There's a D line that didn't need help. The fucking Eagles. <laughs> I mean, fucking Sweat and yeah, Brandon right. Graham and Hassan Reddick. Like, there's gonna, sure it's going to be that old Giants NASCAR package. They're going to have four ends rushing on third. Well, then down. in the secondary too, because the ball's coming out fast. But what do you do? Take? They're going to be able to jump routes, right? I mean, it's yeah. all going to because they have. Like, Eagles. do you take Fletcher Cox and Hargrave and uh, what's his name uh, from right. Georgia? Off Jordan Davis. Davis. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. They traded up to get him too. Wanted him. Yep. And he's, he's working out. Remember, he's <clears throat> what three eighty. Yeah. yeah. Three eight, six six three <laughs> eighty four eight so or something play like that. One down. Ran yeah. like four eight at three hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, he had like a forty inch vert too, close to it. I yeah. think he had the. And as soon as I saw him, I said, "This is the number one draft." I my first take from the combine was, "This guy's going number one overall." There's how many of these have ever been created? Mm-hmm. He said, "No, he's too fat. He can only play like fourteen snaps a game." That was that was the knock coming out. He only played like twenty two snaps a game, I think, in Georgia coming out. But I mean. This is why you get all these other guys. They're rotating now. And like Quinn, he probably playing 12 to 15 snaps a game now. So he's mm-hmm. going to be fresh. Brandon yeah, like Graham still got a little bit of juice. Yep. That's what the Bills do. They, they don't have a D lineman who plays more than six. Is there not snaps. a blueprint on how to do football in 2022? I mean, looking at. I guess Lamar is not a blueprint. So they've sure, had success. Sure. Maybe we need to relax. Looking at that. Uh, Maybe we're being too dramatic. Uh, maybe we're not because this was what happened with the Rams last year, and look what happened with them. But uh, in the Bucks the year before, in the Bucks yeah. year before, the Eagles that Eagles uh, chart that they showed up all those moves. I still can't believe that AJ Brown trade was a first and a third. Like he is so good at football, and you think about like the, some of these teams, and he loves it. Yeah, he loves it. Every locker room shot is AJ Brown having the time of his life. I as mean, a Philadelphia Eagle got paid to immediately upon getting traded. What his life has just gone so much. <laughs> the trade with the Saints last year, even when it happened on draft night, we were all like, well, "That makes no sense." And yep. then now you look at it this year, the fucking Saints stink, and the Eagles are going <laughs> to maybe win a Super Bowl and have a pick in the top ten. Howie's building was burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then strategically, with both money, picks, and vision. Carl Wentz. He's turned a complete. Well, that's part of all three of those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Money, picks, and vision. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, legit. Remember? What a, he, what a swindle. Uh, like you just mentioned, like two years ago, a lot of people were calling Howie Roseman a big dumb dipshit. Accountant. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. fact. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got a stupid accountant Get running him out. the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We won a Super Bowl. We built a statue. Place is on fire. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to play here. Now they're making all the moves. I'm sure Howie can walk right back through those tailgates now when in a couple of years ago, I don't think he could have yeah, just no. walked through there. Him. Yeah, I, I think it's a whole different world. And I love how aggressive they are. I hope mo- more teams will do that. Mm-hmm. The, Join it. Go ahead. The Sirianni hire. Like, yeah. That's, that's turning out to look like a, a great hire. And a lot of people, especially after that open press, press conference, yeah. were on the that. That's so. what I'm saying. How we had to hold yeah. after that press conference because he hires Sirianni. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Hire Nick Sirianni. <laughs> then he has that press conference like days later. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't. They had delayed that press conference because of the backlash. I think of the hiring and everything that was going on in the building. He comes out there, doesn't have his best performance. <laughs> no. Less athlete thinky, more talent take, take over. over. Less thinky, more, more athlete, athlete take, take over. over. 
E. That was the line away. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was hard not to go, oh, of course. Jesus. <laughs> of course. This guy. With the Eagles. And Howie just had to keep that unbridled confidence mm-hmm. behind the scenes that he made the right decision. Good on you. Hey, congrats, Howie. It's a playoff. All the Johns that are there pumped about it. And yeah. Jalen. You I mean, started losing some games, though. They're going to be pissed. Yeah, Jalen hit. Yeah. Jalen hit. And they can do all this because he's on his rookie contract, I assume. Yeah, yeah but they're, I mean, they're able to do it in uh, Kansas City. They just did. They paid that guy half a billion dollars. Yeah. Buffalo. I mean, they signed Von Miller to a six-year. $150 million deal. Which, you know. So uh, that Patrick, no, nothing matters. No. Yeah, yeah, nothing matters. And that's what we've kind of been about this whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, cash over cap. There's a video where Andrew Brandt explains it on our YouTube if you want to go back in time and check it out. It's actually great to know. It's a great piece of information <laughs> yeah. to have. Andrew Brandt, thank you for breaking that down for us. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, the salary cap's bullshit, <laughs> okay? There's a couple loopholes in there where if your owner has a lot of money in cash, okay, has to be liquid, can't be in stocks or real estate or anything like that, if they have a bunch of money cash, it is quite an advantage in the NFL mm-hmm. because you can just guarantee money and move money from uh, uh, salaries into signing bonus and then it's prorated over like a six-year period as opposed to a one-year period. But to do the guaranteed signing bonus and this is contracts, the owner has to be able to put that money into escrow, I believe, yes. so that it stays there, so that the player is guaranteed the cash, and that this owner can't, you know, take a trip around, fuck around town, and lose all their money, and then this <laughs> player gets fucked because of the CBA and the NFLPA and the NFL negotiating that. And only a certain amount of owners have the capability of doing that. Remember, there's a lot of guaranteed money in contracts, not just one player's, but if you look on 53 players, there's a lot of guaranteed money. So these owners are having to put a lot of guaranteed money into escrow. So whenever you talk about these $230 million guaranteed deals, that's on top of the other 52 players at least that are going to be on that team who are also guaranteed money that have to go in there. So... The salary cap is all bullshit if you have a filthy rich owner, is what we have learned and we discovered. They might change that. They might get rid of that clause. But in the current world that we're in, if your owner has got real money. Now, everybody just kind of lumps rich people together, and I understand that. It's an easy thing to do. And I think I hated the rich my entire life, was taught to hate the rich my entire life. And then I got rich. And I don't like me that much either, but it does. There's some other stuff you learn. You learn, like, oh, there's levels to this shit, though. There is real level. The people that have all of the, they're going to win. Yep. They are. Like, the Broncos, no matter how many bad decisions they make, they are able to, at any given moment, because of the salary cash over cap deal, They'll be able to build a new team whenever they want. They'll be able to pay whoever they want, and it'll just kick the can down the road. What's that mean? Oh, you got to pay them at some point. Yeah, these people can pay people whenever the fuck they want because they have billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. And if your team's not taking advantage of it, it sucks for you. And that's uh, kind of what's happening in a lot of the NFL right well, now. Well, and that's what I don't understand with the Packers is, like, they don't have a filthy rich owner, but they have that, like, war chest slush fund, that, and they've already – paid Rodgers so it's like you don't have to worry about the quarterback aspect and all we hear is they don't have enough money to make any of these moves it's like well isn't that the same deal it's like it's not coming from an owner but that is money that the team like that, that's the team's money yeah, you know so they can use it what, what else are they and, dipping into that no but for? that team's money is the owner's money right 
So they have all that money. So it's just whether or not they're deciding to dabble into it or they don't. They have that money held up in real estate and other things. And, and maybe everybody... that's the difference between having one over and having yeah. a board, you know, where it's yeah. you've got seven people who are, no, we need to build up around the stadium, et cetera, et cetera, as opposed to just having an owner say, fuck it, we're not winning this year. Let's dive into that war chest and let's sign, you know, four or five guys. Isn't it fascinating, though, that it has come up on numerous occasions over the last few years where the Packers not having an owner has been an absolute negative for mm-hmm, the team. Mm-hmm. Ne- complete Huge. negative. The Aaron Rodgers going to dinner, not meeting with the, the coaches yep. and owners flying out to meet him to figure things out. The owner easily just goes, Yep, I'll make right. this right. Hey, what are we doing? What's going on? What do we need? Kraft sat down with Bill and Tom, mm-hmm. you know, like two years before they left. I'm like, hey, how do we figure this out? And inevitably had to make a decision go one way or the other. The Packers need an owner. I think, okay, let's take a break. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> take a break. We went into quite a conversation. Won the Super Bowl there, too. And the other thing is if the Packers don't have any money, like you just saw the Chiefs restructure with Kelsey. Like you're telling me, are, are the players, like could they not restructure Bakhtiari's contract and clear up $5 million? you got to pay that money quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need more money when you do that. So, like, when Travis Kelsey took that as a signing bonus, so he gave to him on that day. Yeah, yeah that's that right he, away. Yeah. yeah. He actually said on his New Heights podcast, which is a great podcast. Yeah, hey, there's a lot of really good shows coming out right now around the NFL. We are in a great time mm-hmm. to be in the NFL sports media. I think this is a good time for players and everybody. Jason and Travis Kelsey have an incredible show called the New Heights podcast. He talked about the restructuring, and he said, so I uh, get my money now. <laughs> yeah. Where do I sign? Sure. Uh, <laughs> deal. I mean, it's a great deal for the players, but you got to have an owner that has the money yeah. and also wants to use it and spend it and let it go. All right. Speaking of let it go, we'll let go hour one. Hour two will be on the other side of this five minute break. AJ Hawk will join us. Then Chuck Pagano's Coach P's for. Yeah, for Baltimore. They're traveling to Tampa. Yep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Baltimore's getting a point and a half still, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. Well, last time we checked. For now. Yeah. Everything uh, Darius said, though, really makes me think Tampa. Well, and also, I mean, Kirby said. Joining us live from an attic in Ohio is a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, NBA pundit, video game shit stirrer, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. A.J., A.J., it is great to see you. You look fantastic, pal. Yeah, a lot happening, huh, in the NFL, I, I hear, over the last couple of hours. Right. A lot happening, so let's dive right into it. Um, Robert Quinn traded from the Bears over to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth-round pick. The Eagles continue to be incredibly aggressive. What are your thoughts on this? I think he only had uh, seven pressures, three tackles, one sack on the season. Monday showed good burst. I think it was a little bit of a showcase from Robert Quinn to the world. Who knows how Chicago felt. But what are your thoughts on why they traded him and what the Philadelphia Eagles are going to get for the rest of the year there? I mean, I, the Bears trading him is a bit surprising. I guess uh, who knows what it has to do with picks and contracts and all that. But the fact that the Eagles are getting him is the craziest thing to me. Like, this defense, this team is already so good. And Robert Quinn has proven. How many sacks did he have last year? 18 or something? Yeah, shit ton. 20 and a half, I think. 20 and a half? I mean, the dude's unbelievable. He, the guy can run sideways. Like, in that <laughs> clip you have where the ref talks to, to Vaughn, he's like, how do you run like – how do you run so low to the ground and you don't fall? And Bond's like, I don't know. I don't really think, think about it a whole lot. Like That's what Robert Quinn has been doing for 12 years in the NFL, I feel like. Yeah, he has been. I remember when him and Robert Mathis were battling for the Sack King title whenever me and Robert were still playing. What's 
seven years ago, eight years, nine years ago, at a position that you have to be explosive. Mm-hmm. Robert Quinn's probably very excited to get to a team that he believes is probably a contender for real. Not that the Bears aren't maybe in the next couple years, mm. but this current year, $7 million plus being paid by the Bears for the Eagles to take for a fourth rounder. There's going to be a big-time game later in the season where we're going to say, of course, course Robert Quinn's still good you know why because it's a primetime game it's a big game and he's fucking Robert Quinn like that is what's going to happen and the Eagles merry-go-round on the defensive line will continue to spin through with one dog after another speaking of dogs the New York Giants have traded a dog to the Kansas City Chiefs on the offense side of the ball Darius Tony out of Florida who's supposed to be the next Tyreek Hill traded for a third and a sixth I believe mm-hmm. uh, to get to go to Kansas City Patrick Mahomes has responded and he just put the rock standing in a ring with a straight face to a big <laughs> smile as his reaction on Twitter now a team that has a plethora of weapons adds another one who could potentially be the next Tyreek Hill. We shall see. Nobody's going to be able to be an actual cheetah, but coming out of college, just what everybody from Florida and everybody that watched him play football was saying about him, injuries, some, you know, that team wasn't great whenever he got to the Giants with uh, offenses schematically, let alone behind the scenes of everything going on there. He goes to Kansas City, breath of fresh air, and now, you know, Andy Reid's got a guy who's going to do like four miles of running before every single play again, and the Chiefs are getting better somehow, and the teams that are good at football make trades and are aggressive, and the teams that don't stink don't it's just it's an interesting game isn't it aj isn't it yeah yeah it's pretty interesting and it'll be funny to see like tony he obviously has had some injury like some injury history in the past i would imagine it's probably going to get healed up when you get to kansas city you get on an explosive <laughs> offense you get to a very good team where you can get a lot of targets a lot of balls or i should say more targets and balls than you've gotten in the past i think this guy's gonna gonna do all right he's gonna gonna do well with a change of scenery. You think the hyperbaric chambers are a little bit better at uh, in Kansas City than they maybe were in New Jersey or New York? Hmm. Uh, sometimes people need a change of pace, man. Whatever's going on in New York wasn't working, so maybe no. water. Congrats. Maybe water. Yeah, that's probably yeah, it. water. With quarterback. Water. Yeah. Congrats to <laughs> all parties over there joining us now. Congrats to this person. Ten minutes ahead. Seven to ten minutes ahead of all the other insiders. Yeah, big deal. He was, a long time. This is a big time trade too in the middle of the week on a Thursday, right as week eight's about to kick off. This man who joined us the other day and said he's batting about sixty five percent on this show whenever he's breaking news and on the internet. We assume that's gonna get higher and higher as the years go on. The next generation senior NFL insider, Jordan Schultz. Yeah, Jordan! Hey, baby Jorah. How you doing, Bub? Just trying to be in the top five. No, no. Hey, listen. You're the next generation's insider, bro. Let's That's go. huge. Brother. Here we You're go. Next generation. Thank you, brother. It's, uh-huh. it's, an, it's, it's always a pleasure to come on the show, and I'm, I'm thrilled to talk shop. Okay, let's talk shop. Okay, let's talk about your office. Let's talk shop. Let's talk about your <laughs> office a little bit. Uh, you had a big-time tweet, obviously announcing the Kadarius Tony trade to the Kansas City Chiefs. How did this come about? How long has this been in the works? And what do you know, Schultz? Who do you know? Okay, so this really came about yesterday. Now, what happened was Kansas City felt like, okay, we have MBS. We have this kid, Sky Moore, we like. We're still getting him going. Um, we have Juju playing really well. But what do we really want is one more weapon. And when you think about Kadarius Tony, when he was a top 20 pick just the two years ago, he was considered, like you said, almost the next Tyree Kill, like that type of skill set. Extremely dynamic, electric with the football and someone that you could build an offense around or at least have that type of ability to change the game plan for a defense where they would have to scheme for him. Now you put him with Mahomes, you think about him and Hardman, all that speed, and it really makes sense for Kansas City. 
I mean, yeah, it makes sense for Kansas City. Of course it does. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, AJ. Jordan, what about the, are the Giants, uh, are they going to be active and trying to get another receiver possibly? I see that people saying Judy, Jerry Judy they may go after, Ooh. something like that. And why did this happen on the Giants' side? Well, I think there's a lot of layers there. Number one, Joe Shane didn't draft Kadarius Tony. This was that last Dave Gettleman draft. Number two, Brian Dayball is 6-1. and one. It's all about availability. And Kadarius mm. has not been on the field, right? And when you think about what this team is trying to accomplish and the way they're trying to run their offense, it's not, I don't want to say predictability, but it's very like we need everything to be in place and we want every, everybody to be where they're supposed to be. And I think they felt like Kadarius Tony, good kid, but it's just not going to work out here. Like we didn't draft him. I think he wanted a fresh start. And I think Kansas City, again, the opportunity to get him for a three basically in a six Felt like a steal. He's 23 years old. They loved him coming out of the draft. That's another thing. Kansas City wasn't going to draft him in the first round, but they felt like he was a first-round type of talent. So they can get a guy that they coveted just two years ago who's still on his rookie deal and basically do it for a three and a six. I think the Chiefs are on a bye. Yeah, bye this week. Chiefs are on a bye, so you get a full uh-huh. week, too, of yeah. him in the building getting his, hammy, uh, right. his entire ha- – yeah, the hammy treatment over mm-hmm. there in Kansas City might be a little bit different. Is, is his hamstring still a thing or no? Yes. Well, he was not going to play this weekend. He was not going to play this weekend. I think considering he'll have a full week now to learn the playbook and get that hamstring right, it's a little early. I think there's a chance he'll play next week, and if not, the week after. But they have plans for him really the entire second half of the season – and I think by the playoffs, they feel like he'll be a legitimate weapon for them. Andy Reid on his bye week, you know, <laughs> yeah. just sitting. Yeah, just, just scheming up a couple things. Red zone. How fast, I know it's combine. You ran a 4-3 or whatever, but how fast you get when you're flying, you think? 4-2, <laughs> four, 4-1? Four, you still feel that with the hamstring? Or? Yeah. All right, good. Look at this one. And then just fucking, you're going to do this fucking four times, all right? And then by the fifth time, the person covering you is going to be so fucking tired. How's your cardio? Cardio good? You haven't been able to work out? We need your cardio. Need your cardio to get up. They call him the cheetah for the reason. He runs a long time. And then you're going to get the ball, boom. We're going to have 4,000 yards with you next weekend. And then just saddle back up, by the way, because we're going to need you probably two weeks from then, two weeks from then. And then when the playoffs come, we need to do it. We're going to see it. We're all going to be so confused on how the Chiefs ended up with them. But we're thankful you were here to tell us the story. Ladies and gentlemen. The insider who had the Kadarius Tony trade before anybody else. Old Schultz, Jordan. Yeah! Hey, baby Jordan. Hey, what a big day for Schultz. Yeah, it's a huge get. You know, that guy, you know, never really had anything going on. And uh-huh. then he gets a big break like that, finally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Hey, baby Schultz. I appreciate just like Artie Smith. Just like Arthur yeah, Smith. Got to respect. I appreciate the fact that Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, chose to sleep on dungy fucking couches mm-hmm. and run and get people coffee and draw up plays and not sleep and get fucking cussed out and treated like a little punk. Yeah. Okay. To earn his way up the ranks of the coaching tree to now be a head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. I respect him choosing to do that. Good coach, too. Great coach. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot. Paid attention. Mm-hmm. All in. Drinking beer. Wide. Having a good time. Wide. Being a football guy, however you can be. 
Because he could have fucking done... I don't think his dad is this type of guy. Sounds like his dad who's a Marine. Would have forced him to fucking work. But, like, anybody that has the opportunity to potentially be a bazillionaire for doing fucking nothing, okay? And they choose to do a job that is not fun. Being an insider. Mm. No. That is not a fun job. You're on your phone 20 hours a day. That is a miserable job. That is a lot of time. I have respect for that, so congrats, Schulte. There you go, Schulte. The liquid cane sugar, though, needs to fucking quit. Doesn't it? AJ. That was a a big issue you had, right? You found that out? Everybody. Yeah, everybody. I thought I was... It was like I was going to Subway back in the day, long time ago, when I was in college. Plain green tea. Say, I want a plain green tea with nothing in it. That's all you have to say, right? Yeah, but you could just say plain green tea. Then you add the nothing in it, I think that helps it. But if you just say the plain green tea, like, I think... Some of us assumed that would mean, oh, you're not dumping just an entire thing. Uh, yeah, two spoonfuls grams. of sugar. Cane yeah. sugar, which is the thickest sugar in there to make it yeah. taste good. Because I thought you guys had the cheat code, like this mm-hmm. one bread that I'm eating. You, you thought you had the cheat code on flavor and no keto. And it everything. always came default, too. Yeah, no yeah, matter it what. yeah, it was your order. It came oh. that way. You didn't add it in there. So It tasted better, right? It tastes better with the sugar? Yes! Yeah. It was yeah. the, the, delightful. Yeah. When you add sugar, it tastes better. Ice cream also tastes good. I mean, Come it's on. unbelievable. There's uh-huh. a lot of things we can really go down that rabbit hole of how much sugar can add the taste to things. Con candy. But like sub what? Yes. So that is. F- That's basically just sugar. Just sugar. So good, though. Unbelievable. Yeah. I've had a con candy in so long. Well. I'm not a big cotton candy. I'm not wasting calories on cotton fucking candy. Me neither, but you're even thinking about it. There's people that don't even think about it. No, I'm not thinking about it. And those people just think they potentially have the game figured out whenever they're drinking that regular green tea. Is there calories in it? It doesn't weigh anything. Yeah, there is. Trust me. (laughs) I don't know how calories work either. (laughs) Yeah. How can something have no calories, but I'm eating it? So it has to be something. Right. If it doesn't weigh anything, how does it? Fun fact: celery has negative calories. It it takes more calories to eat than they have. What? Yeah, I've heard that. But how the fuck do they know? I mean, how do you know? What do you you mean? Yeah, most. What is a calorie? How do they they count? Cotton candy is one hundred percent sugar. Where is the calorie at? Like, what? Where do they count it? How do? What is it? Go to your brain. What the fuck is it? And how come some people can eat seven thousand of them and they have a six pack and other people can't? They swim a lot of laps and genetics. Pool. That's why. Michael no, Phelps. No, metabolism. Yeah, but, but it's all genetics. Like, but ninety nine percent genetic. And then there's people that are allergic to certain things, and they're like, "Well, you shouldn't eat this. You shouldn't eat this. Yeah. Your body will get in much better shape." It's like, well, then is the calorie count the same for that one as it does for this one? Because both outcomes are me being fat. So, like, what is a so what's the deal? What is a calorie? You know, and what's worse for you is liquid cane sugar worse for you than Splenda? What about and what about Sprite? You know, like Sprite is delicious, but it's supposed to yeah. be calories are the amount of energy released when your body breaks down, digests, and absorbs food. The more calories a food has, the more energy it can provide to your body. See, that's a bad way of selling it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go eat. I love, yeah, I, love I like big calories selling it this way. Chuck, grab me a donut. It's the last two cents. <laughs> oh, there. But if you read past the headline there, when you eat more calories oh. than you need, your body stores the extra calories as body fat. Even mm. a fat-free food can have a lot of calories, which makes sense. Kidding me. Does it? Anyways, there's probably somebody out there who's calling <laughs> me a stooge. I'm just telling you. I'm eating more calories than I've ever ate, and somehow I still have a jawline. Back in the day, I would tr- try to do the no-calorie thing. It doesn't work. I just don't – I don't understand the food biz. No, I mean, big food has really got us by the balls. Oh, yeah. So it seems like. right, Who's that, Bill Gates? <laughs> Soon to be. Buying up a lot of farmland. A lot of potatoes. I got some farmer friends that said, like, uh, we can make a lot of money off of our fields right now, mm-hmm. and there's only a few amount of people buying them. Something people should look into, maybe. Yeah, kind of weird, actually. 
Just like these birds. Bro. I saw that last night, Connor. Might, you might be on to something. What happened? <laughs> I saw the video. I, I, I don't All think... birds are fake? Most of them, yeah. <laughs> so you did what I oh, did. Most of them. You said, I, 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 see, I see this. I, I can't see watch. that it I exists. Can't watch. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it did. Yeah. Well, that's because it's been sneaking into your algorithm, too. No, yeah. I've had a couple of bird things pop into my old algorithm because we've been talking about it as of uh -huh. late. And also, I was out there with all the fucking ducks of Oregon. True. Yeah. You know? uh -huh. See, so you're getting all... I'm getting juiced up. What Plus. about the crows that are... You know, literally mid-show, just hammering this thing. You don't think crows are real? What is the crow? See, doing? I think there are a few. I think crows, eagles, and hawks are the only birds left that really are birds. Oh, this is a deeper thought. You have deep you have levels to this? The rest of them are just fucking batteries and cameras flying around. Uh oh, wow. who's charging them? Is this like an the wires? No one, no one. Birds land on wires, the telephone <laughs> wires, and telephone poles. Mm -hmm. They're charging. So they have wow. an ability to cut through the rubber that is around them. And go right to the wires? No, just like how uh, those new chargers, you put your phone on it and it starts charging it, on their really you know, talons, on their feet. I will say, the uh, the elliptical end tremor over here. Mm -hmm. Wow, charger. Have the, uh, yeah. It is really nice. Oh, yeah. It is really nice. It's had that technology nice. for years. It is not bad. Yeah, it's rubber, too. It like actually holds it there. So whenever I start getting after that it, that thing just kind of stays through exactly. and it's charging. I'm like, <laughs> Unbelievable. It's exactly. amazing. It's yeah. right in front of me. It is a... Okay, so I guess you're 100% and right. And that's what they're doing through their uh, talents, yeah. Wow. Think who's flying it. them? Who's, who's controlling them? Oh, they're automated. Yeah. I mean, think about it. For what reason? To spy on us? Yeah, NSA, CIA, any well, reason. No, they, <laughs> they have TikTok for that. Yeah. <laughs> why aren't those other birds robots? What the other hawks, birds? eagles, and crows, yeah. you said. And why they aren't they? What makes them different? They try and make them robots. They just can't mimic those, those motions. What about the birds? They've <laughs> been around forever. <laughs> Which birds have been around forever? Birds have been here forever. This technology ain't new, Nick. Mm -mm. You seen the pyramids? This shit been around forever. <laughs> yeah. What, oh, the yeah. birds? Yeah, there's birds in the pyramids, right? I mean, hey, homing. Oh, yeah. You ever see homing pigeons? The homing pigeon situation is sweet. Those things could fly forever and always, and they come back. You're talking about the ones that uh, Mike Tyson was racing? Yeah. Those yeah, I was listening awesome. to it, like different. <laughs> I listened Super to smart. a guy talk about it, like homing pigeons, how he trains them, like, oh, he goes this way, and then, like, they teach him to go longer and longer distances. Well, pigeons are, like, AJ incredibly like, intelligent birds. AJ sounds like such a mark right now. They're not. <laughs> I am a mark. I'm a, I'm a bird mark. Yeah, you are a bird mark. It tells everybody that thinks that birds are still real, aside from crows, eagles, and hawks. <laughs> And I love That's ducks. Nothing else. They, what about nothing ducks? Else Which birds are they sending messages with? Those ravens? Like back like in the days? Yeah, ducks. Yep. Send a raven. Send a raven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Quote the raven, dude. What about uh, fish? They're manipulating fish now, too. Everything is manipulated. Well, nah, squirrels. Fuck a squirrel. Let's talk about some fish that has been manipulated. Mm, yeah. This video hit the internet a couple weeks ago. And to be honest, as a person that has to speak into a microphone three and a half, four hours, Monday through Friday, then three hours on Saturday, and then sometimes four and a half hours on a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. I have to be very careful about, you know, what gets chatted about, what doesn't get chatted about. And sometimes, you know, the old saying is like, if something looks too good to be true, it probably it is. often is. Sure. They say that about, you know, like potential, you know, relationships or purchases or anything that happens in your life. For us on the internet, whenever something involves an obscure sport, Okay, like fishing, let's say. In my world, when that particular obscure sport also involves a little bit of scandal, mm -hmm. okay? All right, now you got me talking like chess had just a couple of weeks ago, uh -huh. like fucking poker had uh -huh. a couple of weeks ago. But whenever it's fish, 
and there's a scandal. And then you add in all Ohio fucks involved. Yep. Okay? So you add in those three things. You're basically hitting the trifecta for me like gold. Mm-hmm. So I thought the algorithm that we were all speaking of mm-hmm. that has a lot of control created a video to fuck specifically with me and those like me. It was a video that we are about to show you that turns out to be 100% real at a fishing tournament a few weeks back in Ohio that involves a $28,000 prize for the winner and now a lawsuit and a trial, uh, a a real trial that that these two have pled not guilty to that could result in jail time, fines, and maybe an ass beating. Even the death penalty. I don't know if the death penalty Probably being should t- be the death penalty. They're throwing Possibly. it out there. Watch the video. You can tell us if you think <laughs> yeah. the people that are surrounding the camera think the death penalty should be brought but, in. But this is a real video. I thought it was fake. We should have talked about this long ago. We should have been in front of this. But to be honest, I thought it was fake. Seemed too good to be true. Mm-hmm. It's real. Here's from a fishy tournament. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fishy yep. tournament. Not quite the Bassmaster Classic, but probably a, a lower, you know, tournament on the uh, the Bass Fishing Pro Tour. Yeah. I just got choked up. Yeah, <laughs> because it's this sad. is real. It's sad. What you're about to watch is real, AJ. This comes from your state. This <laughs> is I've I've seen it. If this is what I think it is, that's absolutely. I never questioned it. Well, it looks like should. it's out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Run the clip of what happened after a fishing tournament ended. And the people that are going to have their back to the cameras standing in front of the bin had just been announced the winners of a fishing tournament and $28,000. Listen to. You lost all these fucking years. This is real. Yep. Oh, man. Lock him up. Lock him up. Fall. Call a cop. Call a cop. Right I want you to leave. I don't want anybody to touch these guys. I want you to leave. We'll leave. We're still gonna eat these things. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, oh no! Look those others already in the bin. There's two other fishes worth. Consequences, man. Listen to the crowd, AJ. They're holding him accountable. You're the fucking champ. I didn't get him in there without cutting him open. Shut him down the throat. Yeah. A fillet fish. The guy who said, we don't want anybody to hit him. Cutting a promo down. walleye fillet. What the fuck's this doing in here? There's a McDonald's fillet fish in his stomach. Oh, there's that face. You got anything to say? The sponsors are going to fall off. Another fillet. <laughs> well, we got pictures. Yeah, we got video. <laughs> I videoed it right off the rip. Just making sure. Hold on, let me take pictures. You fucked over a lot of people, man. <laughs> 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 He's the fucking 
That guy's not at. Uh-uh. To say the least. You were the champ. Pete, oh, you shit. talk all that shit to me. Uh, they police know? their own, man. It's what a coach talks about. He wants you, he wants you to police the locker room. That's what they're doing here. Dude, I watched that video the first time. <laughs> has to be, it has to be a bit, has yeah, to be a movie. Can't be real. The amount of movie like, fuck this guy yeah. that was out there mm-hmm. is just absurd. You have anything to say for the, your Ohio State champion? Hmm. Uh, that it was obviously. Oh, he's not the champion. No, they're not the champion, obviously. <laughs> I don't know how they, they plead not guilty with, with all of this, I guess. But this is exactly what should happen. The, the other competitors should hold him accountable. And that's what's happened. Like, there's, you can say and do whatever you want, but. There are consequences for your actions, and here we go. So, I guess this particular fisherman tandem has won a lot in the past, mm-hmm. and I don't think they'll ever be able to do an actual court no. or research investigation on those because those fish are gone. Oh, yeah. Long gone. Ate them. They can only do it on this one. So it'll only be $28,000 mm-hmm. in prizes that I feel like all those other fishermen who – I bet some of them n- nowhere near – hey, hey, your fish ain't nowhere with or without the weight. There's probably a couple fishermen that ain't <laughs> But there's probably 10 to 15, I don't know, however many else that are like any given fucking pond or river or Close. creek, whatever we're fishing. We could won this and all this money that these guys have just been. They took a walleye fillet and just fucking shoved it in the side of a fish. Hey, Darius, you asked this question. How were they doing this? They were just holding the mouth open and just dropping yep. it in the mouth? Plopping them right in there. Yep. Jeez. Is there no eyes on this? And I assume there's been a lot of fishermen in a lot of these tournaments, probably a lot of these Ohio fucks, who are very competitive people from Ohio. Ohio fuck is a compliment, please. Ohio folk, I should say. These Ohio folk, I think a natural maybe reaction from an Ohio competitive person is, uh, man, could definitely. I'm sure there's been every fisherman that's professional has thought to themselves, could easily drop a weight in here. Like, and don't put do it. Put some rocks in here. Hey, jam some rocks in this dude's mouth before yeah. you put him in the cooler. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's been thought about and talked about before. The fact that they were just doing it with, like, <laughs> What else we got? That motherfucker. They're driving by other people's boats looking at their fish somehow. I don't know if they're underneath. They're like, he's got a fucking big one in there. Big. <laughs> Give me the goddamn wall. Hey. Yeah, five-pounder. <laughs> Let's start cutting it up. I mean, that is... I mean, when there's big, mo- big money prizes on it, you can understand why people are so pissed. Yeah. yeah. The old saying is, oh, a little. we chat about it a lot. It's like millions of bucks, I think, over, you know, an of entire... Of course, like, yeah, five years or so. They but, won millions? Uh, I don't know if they've won millions, but I think that's what the prize pool could potentially be. One of the reports said that, yeah, these guys have been doing this for years, and it could, yeah, like the money they've won could be, you know, amongst the two of them, like over a million dollars. Still have to catch big fish, but then Mm -hmm. when they catch big fish, they're able to rig them a bit. The tournament's director previously told CNN he was immediately suspicious when the team's fish weighed about twice what he expected (laughs) at the Cleveland Championship. The moment when the director discovered the alleged cheating was documented in several now viral videos which showed him slicing open the fish with a knife and pulling out what he said was a lead ball. For the felonies, Runyon and Kaminsky, two Ohio folk, face up to 12 months in prison and up to $2,500 in fines if convicted. According to a news release, $2,500 a year in jail. If they've won millions of dollars from doing this, and the men face up to 30 days in jail and $250 in fines if convicted of the misdemeanor charge, both men posted their $2,500 bond from the money that they won with the weighted fish yep. and have been released. Their next court appearance is scheduled to be the morning of November. It should have just 9th. been size 72 font that said worth it. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Didn't it? Yep. Okay. They'll never fish again. They'll never get into another fishing tournament, though. Doesn't matter. So they've already won more money than anybody in the history of fishing tournaments. <laughs> tell you, they got the nicest fishing boat on tour. I can tell you that. Yep. Hey, we're tired, aren't we? I mean, they fucked over the entire sport. Okay, the integrity of the ponds mm-hmm. are now up in question forever. <laughs> the ponds. 
Do you know how miserable being a fucking professional fisherman is? Now they love oh, it. They love it, right? Love that, it. That's like, yeah. That's like a group of people's golf. Like golf is yeah. one person's yes. thing, and then fish is the yeah. other. Like it's a, a way to spend time. It's a way to people really enjoy it. I fucking stink. I can't catch a goddamn fish. Same. I'm terrible at it. I don't have the patience. If I'm not successful early, I'm not going to be sitting here in fucking waders freezing cold <laughs> for the next, how many hours are we doing this? Six fucking hours? I'm doing, no way. I've checked out early a lot of times on fishing, and I apologize for that. I think as I get older, maybe I'll get into it. If there's not much to no, do, I'll you be won't. No, you won't. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe fly, though. I heard fly is no, good action. Sure, yeah. I heard fly is good action. But I, heard- ca- I mean, you, you like catching fish. Same with me. If I don't catch fish early, see you. I'm out. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm not there for the fishing part. I'm there for the catching of the fish part. You know what I mean? I'm not looking and snooping around. But nonetheless, people are. They're, it's cold as shit. Early mornings, yeah, right? Yeah. Early Very, mornings, oh, cold yeah. as shit. These dudes are, that are participating in these tournaments i assume that that because of what the prize pools are they have focused their entire lives on it they're like i'm gonna be a professional fucking fisherman and they tell stories about old jake who's gonna be a a fucking professional fisherman hey you remember jake over there he's gonna be a professional fisherman that is held in high regards i assume in a lot of different conversations and then they never fucking win these dudes jake has to go back to that group that has been talking about how proud they are of him and he hasn't won a single tournament he's like you gotta be cheating here fucking jake's a bitch jake's uh, jake's making excuses (laughs) jake they're 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 fishing from the same fucking pond is you jake or whatever and if this is river i apologize whatever the fuck else it could be i apologize but then jake now goes lake. there lake it was a cleveland might be eerie yeah, lake it was, eerie. It was yeah. lake eerie. damn okay so in the lake so they're saying yeah they are actually waiting fish the amount of anger that was probably coming out of a lot of those people we got to hear and i think is all warranted <laughs> with that being said one year in jail twenty five hundred dollar in fines they won twenty eight grand at that thing. I'm sure they didn't get their money because I believe the guy in the sandals who, who was the director, said, "This fish feels fucking real short, real heavy." Yeah, I don't know if this is how it normally feels. Give me a fucking knife. That's you think annoying. they got to put them in solitary if they when they go to jail? Got to put them in solitary because the guys will beat them to death like Maybe. in Ohio. In Ohio, yeah, there's a will. chance you got to protect those guys. You might have to send them out somewhere out west or something. Smart, send him out to Colorado. Maybe as a cousin, you know, of one of the guys the who he's competing against in the jail, too. Now, jail hey, is you. the last of these guys' concerns, because guess what? When Bassmaster Bass cha- uh, champion Kevin Van Dam finds out oh, about this, boy. whether they've been released from jail or whatever they're doing, 2500 bucks on bail, he's going to shoot both these guys <laughs> in the back of the head and throw their fucking dead, lifeless carcasses into Lake Erie. Saw their heads off of the fishing line. Don't you fucking dare disrespect the Bassmaster Championship. That's the fucking walleye invitational on Lake Erie, okay? (laughs) People fucking care about this shit. This this grinds my gears. It really does. These guys... (laughs) 12 months. They they should fucking put these guys in jail for... I want 20 to life. (laughs) Either that or let Kevin Van Dam fucking... And be done with them. This is bullshit. So I did some research on the rules. So the walleye tournament here, uh, there basically isn't many. It's all like the honor system, essentially. The bass, the bass one though, there's a third party that videotapes everybody, all their boats. Everything. Probably happened in another. Oh, I'm assuming just like I honor system. They ain't the only ones out there. They said they were they they thought they were doing this before too. Like they, there's been accusations against these guys before. Yeah, Yeah, but Darius, I think, is saying if it's the honor system and there's real money on the line. What Darius's natural inclination to think as a competitive human, which I think, you know, is... I literally, as I was telling the story, as I was unfolding it there, I saw somebody holding a fish like this that they pulled out of a fucking lake. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, that's probably a fucking winner, really. Well, we could really make it a winner. <laughs> 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 
Like, that's a natural thought somebody who's super competitive yeah. would have. Yeah, but... I, I don't know how you wouldn't. I, but the, with the honor system, I think Darius is saying this is probably happening a little bit more. Yeah. That was a lead ball. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Uh-huh. They weren't fucking... even trying to... They, they said the fish are wearing twice as much as they were supposed to. Like, be a little more sneaky about it. We talked it, about but... pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. If you would have just done go. the fish fillets, I think you might have been okay. <laughs> but as soon as you start throwing bowling balls inside of fishes... Well, hold on. Isn't there things that fish could eat? While they're swimming around, you would think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just ate plankton. Off the line, not two pound lead balls. What if he had like thirty yeah. worms in his stomach? I ate all my fucking bait. Bro, you yeah. should seen it. I fucking was working. He he was strong. He's tough. He's a fucking champion. Yeah. What do you? I've already cooked up get another some, scheme yeah. how we win the next one. We get no, you no. out there on the boat. We get ZD all geared up in his scuba gear. He's underneath. He's got fish that pre caught. He's throwing them up <laughs> into the boat. These are big ones. We catch these ahead of time. And so oh. he. So my hook actually isn't an a actual hook, like a metal hook. It's like a big plastic one. Yep. But it's real tight to the – we have a good uh, fishing line. I'm going to throw that thing out. Zeet's going to swim. He's going to grab that hook, right? <laughs> oh, he's yeah. going to bring it down under, it. under the thing. He's going to undo the hook, and he's going to take the fish that we have out <laughs> of the bag – you're giant fish, step big, big boys, like fucking big. swordfish. Yeah, out maybe of there. a sterling. And then he's gonna, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna put it in there. And then all of a sudden, I'm gonna, and then he's gonna say, "Go, Bert, go get, <laughs> go get, <laughs> boom." That's, that's a you. Hey, keep your fucking eyes on it over there in those lakes. Be careful. You are allowed three lines in the water. In so this, that's uh, why they have egg. seven lead balls. I mean, how many extra lead balls are they flying around with? Good on these question. Things? This is bullshit, though. This is about respecting the game. You know, oh, you yeah. say honor system. These fucking fishermen, they respect the game. They respect the sport. This is a, Again, we're talking about the fucking walleye championship on Lake Erie, okay? People come from miles and miles and miles around to fucking compete in this thing. Hell yeah. And these two fucking assholes are out here fucking just dumping lead balls into stomachs. Hey, how did nobody, you think, with yeah. those, all those Ohio folks, okay? I won't say the other word. I was really surprised, you know, and that's why I also thought it was fake, because, like, Ohio, you hear the words that are coming out. Someone would have got him. Whoever stepped in and tried to protect him, right? And Did you hear? Yeah, yeah the tournament director said, I want you out of here, and I don't want anyone touching him. <laughs> yeah, but then he went to turn, and I think somebody was like, no, 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 no. And then he turned right back. Because he actually did, if you show up, uh, I don't know how many seconds in, I would guess about Oof. maybe 20 seconds in, 15 seconds in. He goes to turn to leave, and then he turns right back into it. Yeah. And then the guy that said he wants everybody to be nice, he started putting on a show. Look yeah. at this! Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in yep. front of a walleye fillet. I mean, I think he turned too. Whenever yeah, he, he, did, he did. when he did that first cut, and was like, "These motherfuckers." You're right. Fuck you, dude. And I just thought, <laughs> get him. It seemed like there was too much happening for that to be a real situation. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. It is planet Earth. Sure. There's absurd shit happening every single fucking day now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is just new normal. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not happy about it for the fishing community. We hope they get it sorted out. Clean fish only winner. Good luck, fish community. What if a fish and the person that catches the fish doesn't know it? What if the fisherman or fisher lady end up catching, like, um, a fish that just so happened to be a dumb fish and just, like, ate rocks? You know what I mean? Sure. And then pulls fish up. Gets that, whoa, this is a fucking heavy. Oh. And they're like, whoa, this is going to be a winner. Look at how heavy this thing is. Fair game. Yeah. But then they, this fish... Way too heavy for what it looks like, and they, and then rocks dump out, and the guy. Huh, I had no idea. Uh, he, was, he must have ate rock. Is that something that could happen? Do, bad for that guy. Yeah, that, yeah. dead or lady. That you mean guy, a bottom feeder? Unlucky. You're talking, about, bo- you're, talking about, you're talking about bottom feeders. Yeah, carp. 
You're not doing. No. What if turns. it's just a dumb walleye? What What if this particular walleye isn't an catfish or bottom feeders? It's a real question. Features. I mean, this is the thing they're going to have what? to think about. This is a precedent now. You yeah. Know, obviously, those <laughs> those lead balls impossible for the fish just to happen upon and accidentally go into the mouth of. But what if there is a full fillet of a walleye yeah. floating around, mm-hmm. you know, and another <laughs> walleye finds it and just decides to eat it? They're going to have to start filming. Entrance, mu- they have to. Have to. Have to. Entrance a so must. So this is for the, uh, the rules for this tournament. The sportsmanship is where, like, it comes down to the. Yep. Mm. Entrance the must pits. conduct themselves in a true sportsmanlike manner. No exceptions. Mm-hmm. You are expected to act with the highest degree of courtesy, <clears throat> honesty, and ethical behavior at all times. Remember, you not only represent yourselves, mm-hmm. but all tournament anglers and competitive fishermen. That's what it's all about. Any unsportsmanlike behavior will lead to penalties and possible disqualification from any and all LEWT tournaments. Any team receiving a citation for a violation in their boat from any law enforcement agency on the day of the tournament will be disqualified for that tournament. Anyone receiving a citation or having any contact with law enforcement is required to notify the TD immediately. Okay, so that's just the sportsmanship part of the whole thing. Can't be getting speed and penalties out there either. No, 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 no. You have to abide by the rules of the water. At all times. Same speed. What is it? I see uh, cops on the lake that I live on. There's cops floating by. What, that's just buoying? All the, yeah. all Patrolling? The DNR. DNR? No wake zo- There's no wake zones usually, too. Probably oh, yeah. trying to pull people over for that. In the marinas. So, is that what these people get pulled over for? Probably. So we have to also find out now. They do check their boat and equipment for everything. How do they sneak in these lead balls? Keister, no. Keister? Yeah. yeah those two guys, Ohio? I don't care. Super competitive? Probably Keister. Just put it, it on the shoreline <laughs> anywhere. That's super easy. Lake Erie is huge. Tallest bottom. True. Oh, yeah, because you just go yeah. out. Yeah. Might have swallowed them themselves and pooped them out. True. Ooh. Ooh. Big yeah. gaping <laughs> holes on the other side of that one. I don't know if those are giving much. Oh, that's not a soft serve. I mean, if they're, if they're Keistering these things or swallowing them and pulling them out out there on the lake, I, you might not have to put them in jail. You might have to crown them champ. Yeah, I mean, those that's, guys are that's dedication to the crap. <laughs> yeah. Amen. All right, we've got everything out of this. I thing. like that. I think we got everything out of this. Yeah. We covered it, though. Competitive. Yeah. These guys are competitive. We so don't like it, but we do think that it is set up as people that uh, have been around super competitive people mm-hmm. and have gotten a chance to compete in things. Seems like that is set up for failure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Set it's up just like, for those Ohio folks. Just like big-time golf outings that have a lot of money on the line. You don't expect mm-hmm. someone that, oh, maybe that 10-footer didn't go in. Yeah, that went in. For sure. And the next hole, the next hole, the we're, next hole. We're not hole. asking you to be those people. No. We would actually wish that you wouldn't be those people. And in our fantasy world, we hope that those people never exist. When you're planning an event and you say, Honor, you expect those people not to be present. And we hope that one day our society becomes that. Now, I think our society would be a lot different if we didn't have people that had the traits to go ahead and do that. I think they also probably nonetheless, I don't know if we'll ever become a society that won't have those people so we have to deal with reality, which is where we live here. People are going to be giving themselves eagles, Uh okay? People are going to give themselves mulligans. People are going to be shoving weights down the fish's mouth if they get an opportunity to do it and win $28,000. 28 grand on a weekend? Are you kidding me? Keep an eye out. That would be a lot. That's a lot of fucking money. They got to tighten up. All right, let's get to a break. That's fine. These guys just better have eyes on the back of their head for the rest of their fucking lives. Because guess what? Come up and just come. Yeah, Mr. Van Dam. Van Dam with a fucking 50 cal from 10 miles away. 
exploding their heads like fucking watermelons. Hell yeah. Once again, we are not promoting that or hoping for that. No, I just know that's coming. We are simply (laughs) trying to explain the level of anger amongst the fisherman community. That's right. Because of what happened in Ohio. Anger amongst the anglers. That's right. Well said, Tony. That's the angle, really. That's the angle. angle. You know what I mean? Peace, keys. And I can't stress this enough. I look forward to this to kick off each NFL week. Let's go into the Baltimore Ravens Monday morning meeting with Coach P's Keys and Chuck Pagoyan. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Coach. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning guys. Coach. Hey, uh, great win yesterday. Hard-fought win. Division win over the Browns. Thanks, Coach. Um, we'll talk about it later, but this fourth quarter stuff, uh, we gotta, we gotta find, uh, we gotta find a way to quit beating ourselves in the fourth quarter. You're right, Coach Harbaugh. We fumble the ball. Sorry, Coach. Sorry. Who was that? Who was the runner that put that ball on the ground? Defense had to come up, block a field goal there late. That con Justice Hill. So we, we gotta do, we gotta do a better job, guys. And um, again, it was a great win. A locker, mate. Sorry, but we got a short week. Huge game coming up. Why is it a huge game? It's the next, next, next one. It's the next game. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Okay, so. On the road, Tampa, short week. Let's take a look at the schedule. Um, So when you look at these guys, you're going to hear a lot of stuff about this team. Don't believe one freaking word of it, all right? The Giselle stuff. And don't pay any attention to this record, all right, so far. They're three and four. We're four and three. They're three and four. We're first in our division. Guess what? Their division stinks. They're first, first in their division. Mm-hmm. So they beat the Cowboys. Cowboys are a good team. Hell yeah. yeah. Would we agree? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes, coach. Cowboys are a good team. They beat the Saints. Barely. They stink. Yep. All right. Beat the Packers. They're three and four. That's they're struggling. Well. Are you sure, Coach? They're, I mean, or they lost to yeah, 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 yeah. Kansas yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. All right. Both. Chiefs are a wagon. We yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Put up 31 against them. Falcons. They beat the Falcons. Shouldn't have. Well, they're coming around. They're three and four, right? So they're doing it, coach. They're in our division, whatever. Steelers, loss. Hell yeah. Anybody seen the Steelers play of late? Really good. Yeah, they're going to How about Carolina? So I guarantee you, Bolsey walked up those guys before this game. Carolina, they just traded Robbie Anderson, right? They just traded Kristen McCaffrey. They fired the coach. All this bullshit. 13-point fucking favorites in that game, right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you're going to hear a lot of this stuff about all the drama that's going down in Tampa. Tom Brady missing all. They're going to rehash all this stuff. They can't score any points. The defense ain't the same. You better block it all out. Yep. It's a freaking trap game. Mm. Trap game. I don't know what the betters are doing. I don't pay any attention to that stuff. But you got to be careful, all right? So let's take a look at the keys, all right? So offensive keys to victory. Chunk plays. Why chunk plays? This defense, they've been damn good, okay? Ever since Bowles got down there, Todd Bowles is the head coach now. He's been the defensive coordinator. Casey Rogers, Larry Foote, there is two top henchmen on defense with him. They handle the front. They handle the coverage, yeah. all right? But Bowles, he calls this stuff, all right? And they've got a hell of a defense down there, and they've been ranked top five defense the last three years. Right now, okay, they're seventh overall, 16th against the run. You guys know this run defense. All right? You know these dudes, right? Yeah. You can't run the ball on these guys. Well, watch the Carolina tape. 
Okay, and understand what we got to do against these dudes. But you can't methodically move the ball down the field on these guys. It can't be 10, 12 plays and, and expect, you know, just great things to happen. We've got to hit some chunk plays. Okay, 14 runs and 27 uh, pass, big pass plays they've given up Whoa, so far. That's okay. a lot. That's not Damn. typical of these guys. But when you look at this front, it all starts right here. This guy leads them in sacks. He's got three and a half sacks, right? Vita Vey. Where's Linderbaum at? Right here, Coach. Iowa dude. That's right. T- tell me about Vita Vey and what you know about this cat. He's a big, tough son of a bitch, Coach, just like me. You know how much he weighs? 380. Do you remember when they introduced him during the draft when he came up and what he did to damn Goodell? Yeah, damn near that's squeezed what he's the fr- life out of him. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's mm-hmm. going to try mm-hmm. to do to you. They're going to put him head up on you, all right, and try to run your ass over, talk about knocking back, knock you right into damn Lamar, our running backs, Gus, whatever. That's what he's going to do to you. I've been bailing hay the last 10 years, Good Coach. Boy. You think I'm not ready for this big son of a bitch? I'll be ready to go. Hell yeah, Linder Ball. That's what I was Hell like, yeah. Come on, man. Go it's in Love you, so buddy. Hey, Get it right, Kirk. The, the guy that's – I think the reason they're struggling a little bit on defense, Keem Hicks they acquired in the offseason, a free agency. All right, they signed – Keem's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not uh, 56. Uh, Nuchez Rochez. All right, I think that's his name. He's a good player. Okay, but he's not Hicksy, all right? You know what I'm talking Nuches. about. Nuches. Nuches. Like a taco chip. I don't know. I thought it was a damn Dorito. Nuches, Nuches, Nuches. Come on, guys. Number Keep 56. Going. He he's a veteran guy, so he's a good player. All right, so let's yeah, be I'll careful talk. of him, all right? Don't look up here. So here's the issues here when you look at this. This, this is a multiple sucking. front defense. Okay, yeah. you're going to get evens. Front. You're going to get odd fronts. You're going to get bare fronts. Multiple look. They like to the pressure. The two linebackers, David and White, they're for real. Mm-hmm. Those guys are for real. They're sideline to sideline. They're good in coverage. They love to bring them on the, on the pressures. They love to bring them in the blitz packages. we got to make sure that we get off on the front first level, climb to the second level, and get hats on these dudes, all right? Hell yeah. Shaq Barrett, can he go? Yes, yes sir. Yes, he, he can play. All right? He can rush the passer. Where they're struggling, where they're hurting is in the back end. Mm-hmm. No Winfield. What? Okay. Sean Murphy Bunting. Out. Wide. Number 24, Carlton Davis the third. Out. Why? Who's in? Bums. McCollum. CJ. Exactly. Who? Household name. Delaney. Bob. Right? Jeff. There's another guy, 37. Anthony Chesley came over from the Colts it, as a free agent. Kenny okay? Chesney? You're going to have to no. see him, all right? You're going to have to. Who? See, Kenny hey. Chesney? AJ. <laughs> What's up, coach? You listen to these t- appreciate you. You're always. I'm trying. You're always focused. Be where your feet are. Right. You know what that means? <laughs> yeah. That's right. That means be present. Yeah. Toes that in means the water. be focused. Get your iPad out. You don't even have an iPad out. You're on your <laughs> damn iPhone again. You got your phone out. What, what are you looking at on Twitter? Uh, all this AB stuff that he's talking about the quarterback for the box. All right, listen. Okay. AJ, control your room, please. Lock the hell up. I'm just taking notes. I'm not even paying attention. Chunk to plays. We got to make some chunk plays. Bad team. Okay, man. let's make some big plays on the. Well, we have an opportunity. All right, where's Duvernay? Duvy, we'll have an opportunity to beat these guys in the back end. Down these right. young corners. Down right. All right, Jamal Dean. He's got a couple picks from this year. Sure. All right, the leading uh, pick guy Williams. He's out. He's on IR. This guy can play. Let's stay away from 35. All right? The numbers you want to focus on, 27, 30, 37. Go after them cats, all right? Protect eight. 22 sacks on the season. 22 sacks on the season. All right? Third in the National Football League. Okay? How are they going to pressure? First, second down, they're going to bring a safety. 
bring somebody off the edge. All right, linebacker, single linebacker stuff. We got to do a great job here. Again, Vita Vey's got three and a half sacks. He can go. Golston can go. Barrett can go. They got number nine out there. Don't lose Joe Tryon. All right, he's got another name. He's one of those three-name guys. Won't even fit on his damn nameplate. Be, be careful. Pay attention where number nine is. He's a good young player. Mm-hmm. And then finish in the red zone. The last three years, these guys have been top three in the National Football League on third down, okay, and in the red area, big time. Right now, they're like 26th on third down, and they're 31st in the red zone. Hell yeah! Like 79% success rate for the opponents. We've got to be able to, once we get down there, we got to, where's Mark Andrews? Yeah. You gonna ready? Are you gonna be okay? Yeah, I think I'm gonna play. Everybody seems to think that I'm gonna play, so I think so I'm it's, all, play. it's all it's all walk it's all walkthroughs. Damn right, right? Walk through. It's a short week. It's all mental, all that stuff. You can do the walkthroughs, or yeah, yeah. or you need to sit sit those out. No, I like to do walkthroughs. I like to be prepared. You know me, coach. Mm-hmm. Everything will be okay. Everybody seems to think I'm gonna play, so mm-hmm. we're gonna lean on me playing. Okay. Well, all, they're gonna have all eyes on you. Believe me, down there. Oh yeah. The only guy we throw to. So let's make sure. <laughs> Seems like a little bit of Can a shock. We, we got to spread the ball around Lamar. All right, let's do that. <laughs> let's take a look at the defensive keys. Leftwich, all right, he runs this <clears throat> offense for them. Does he? The GOAT. Who is it? Thomas. Thomas, 12, Thomas right? Edward Patrick Brady. Again, don't. 11 days miss in training camp. Hey, he's earned that, right? Mm hmm. He's earned that. Some of you guys oh, came to God, me, God. asked me for, you know, guys have been here, veteran Calais, you wanted 11 days. I said, fuck that. We ain't giving you 11 days off. You got you to gotta work. Training camp, finish. you don't do anything in training camp in either. We don't. He uh, took 11 days off. No yeah. worries, right? Well, a lot of Doesn't worries. Doesn't practice on Wednesday. No <laughs> worries, right? He's Tom Brady. Where's Mike McDonald? Fucking Defensive right here, coordinator. Coach. Right, right here. Let's change up our signals. Absolutely. Okay, because mm-hmm. believe me, he's got everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing he hasn't seen, so we got to give him some different mm-hmm. looks. Yeah, put that. We shit can't on, just coach. line up and and don't do some of that stuff we did early. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, we're not. Come on, none of that. You got a guy. Are you talking about the play we had no coverage? Coverage up in the A gap. Yeah. Nobody damn deep. Yeah. Tyreek's over here, Mike. Mm-hmm. I remember. And coach. we said all week, Tyreek can't do what. Can't run bias, coach. He can't wreck the can't wreck game. The game coach. He can't, he can't run bias, right? Gosh darn can't game. Do it. We told him. Mm-hmm. We had a rookie sitting over here. Whoa, whoa. And here comes Tyreek. Where you go? Shoot. He goes just like this. That's our team. And he thought someone was going to be behind him, I think. Yeah. And we have everybody at Let's just don't do that. I don't yeah. want to dwell. That's one of those fourth quarter collapses, okay? We've moved on from that. We cut that rookie, okay? coach. But understand, we got to do a jo- good job with our signals and our communication. The communication's got to be big. Okay, so light box. You know what these guys average rushing? 64 yards a game. That's Jeez. dead last. Boom. Dead last. Don't fall asleep on Fournette. We all know he's a good runner. He's been in this league for a long time. They can still get his ass going. But the 32nd right now, they've had issues on the offensive line. They've had issues. They lost a lot of guys last year. They brought in some new guys. This Luke uh, Godecki, he's injured. He got hurt in the last game. Mm -hmm. And number 60 came in for him. All right, number 60. Just watch him, all right? He's a a backup backup. Okay, number 60. He's going to play left guard. 67's out. That's Luke. That's the rookie. He's a good player. Okay, so let's pay attention to that. No explosives. This, This run game, all right, Who's the offensive coordinator? 
Leftwich? Yep. The run game, they got zone schemes, all right? They got gap schemes. They're going to have pullers, this, that, and the other, mostly one-back stuff. Ain't going to be like our offense where we got 300-pound fullback, you know, running yeah, out of the yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy's last night. Jimmy's favorite. They got to get back to what they do best. That's 22 and 23 duo. That's 22, 23 double. Okay. What that is, is that's double team. Four eyes or four hands on the two interior tackles. All right. And, and, and eyes on that linebacker. So they're going to double hardball 22. If you hear 22, okay, if you hear 22, 22. which way is that going? Right. To our left or to our right? Our left. our left. Our left. If you hear 23, where's it going? Our right. Our right. There we go. Okay, and what they're going to do is they're going to come off and double you up to the linebacker. If it's 22, they're going to double the three technique, tight ends over here, up to the linebacker. All right, let's be alert to that. Let's That's be alert to that. Best. Get ready, Queen. And then off of that comes what? Play action. Hard shell play action. And they love to take shots. Okay? Mike Evans, Hall of Famer. Wow. Okay? He's a Hall of Famer. He's a damn good player. Wow. Godwin, damn good player, right? 17 gauge, okay? He's hurt too. He's supposed to miss. Jeez. Likely going to be out. Okay? So let's pay attention to Perriman. Who drafted this guy? We did, Coach. Yeah. We did. Oh, revenge game. I think it was uh, 2018. Fifteen? Sounds about right. I don't know. It was a long time ago. It's quite a spin. But he was our first pick, right? Yeah. First rounder. Okay. He's been around a lot of different cities. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now guess where he's at. So if 17's out, there's a good chance we're going to see this dude. Okay. Right? We know him. We know him. Yeah. Speaker. Right? Don't and- we? Don't we like? We love to, you know, feature guys that are going back to teams that cut them, fucking kicked them out the door. Yeah. We love to do that. I guarantee you, Byron's going to do this for this guy. He's going to get some targets. They're going to try to get him some plays. They're going to try to get him in the end zone. Otten's a rookie tight end. Dog. Right? They also got Kyle Rudolph. Don't fall asleep on Rudolph. He's number eight for these guys. Yeah. All right. Pressure up the middle. Everybody talks about getting Tom off the spot, right? So expect some interior pressure, outside pressure. Our two tackles, we got to show up. All right. Stanley, where's Ronnie? This Stanley, coach. let's do a great job against Shaq. He's got a nice up and under. You're going to see on some clips. We got to do a great job. I'll Morgan Moses, Moses on the right side. We got to do a great job. Okay, but up the middle, let's do a great job because they'll give you some double A gap stuff as well. You're going to participate at, ever? Yeah, come on, yeah, Moses. Wait the hell up. I'm taking notes, Coach. Continue your your great uh, knowledge you're giving us. Tell okay, here we up. go. Special teams. <laughs> Win the field position battle. That's every week. Half court offense. Full-court defense. Hell yeah. Kramata, he's a rookie punter, fourth-round draft pick for them. <laughs> he's got a strong leg. All right, suck up. He's having a hell of a year. He's only got one miss on the year. He's the long snapper. All right, we can maybe get something on him. But this guy, Darden, all right, 5'8", 175. Burners. Fofo. Oh. Okay, he can run. Okay, 5'8". So he's like jigger. Four, three, He's going to get behind yeah. guys, and you're going to lose him, all right? And he's fearless. We've got to do a great job. Backup running back, right? He does the kick return. He does, he's averaging almost 11 yards per punt return. Damn. So we've got to do a great job of swarming his ass. Conference USA MVP in 2020, this cap. Okay? Let's get some film, video guys. Let's put together a highlight film from his Conference USA stuff and along with his NFL stuff. Just so you don't fall asleep on these cats. I want to see that conference USA. Let's go. Let's check out some tape here. I got a few plays here to kind of bring home these coaching points. 
Okay, we talked about <clears throat> run game, right? We got to do a great job. All right, chunk plays, chunk plays. Here's last week. They gave up almost 170 yards, I think, to two rushers, right? Damn. Foreman yeah. and yep. Hubbard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Foreman and Hubbard, right? Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame dudes, correct? No. You know, watch. Okay, take a look. Here's Delaney. Remember I talked Ooh. about Delaney, right? Run this back. This ain't your typical, but this is where they're at. Okay, they're just running a simple zone play here. They're gonna have. They got. They're gonna set good edges. This guy's kind of hanging back for PJ Walker. We know he's a huge threat. But what we talk about, okay, getting what? Okay, four hands on this, but then climbing to the second level and getting blocks on who? Forty-five and fifty-four. Let's go. All right, forty-five and fifty-four. If we can do that, we can get our dudes. We can get Gus into into the uh, second level. Get them in the mm -hmm. get them in the secondary and let them hunt. Go back one time. This is a great look right here. Watch a double team here. Nuchez, Rochez, number 56. Remember we said they're yeah. missing kicks. He's been hurt, right? This is the guy. Double team there. Let's climb up. We've got this scheme. Get to the second level and then run away from these dudes. Edwards, 32. Neal, 22. All right, those guys are good players. They're missing their starting safety. Their best one, he's out on IR. Let's go to the next play. Chunk plays. We got to hit big runs. Lamar, guys, Gus, we got to hit big runs yep. on these guys. Talk about Vita Vey, right? Don't fall asleep on big guys in the middle. We always think it's edge, 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 right? Bullshit. Watch Vita here. Okay, let's go back. Wow. Take a look at the back end. Two by two set. Middle's closed. We know that. Here comes the safety blitz, right? Mm -hmm. Off the edge. Here comes Edwards off the edge. Hat on a hat, hat on a hat. Who's our center? Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Okay, what did we just talk about, Lindy? Fucking You're talking about Balin Hay and all that. This ain't about Balin Hay. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is about... You ever blocked a poly? Huh? Yeah, you ever grown up a big Polynesian dude? The huh? strongest dudes just, of just all time. Just do your history, all right? Strongest dudes of all time. Do, do your history. dudes of all time. One more time, please. He's going to work. If he gets on your edge, he gets that skirt running around there, and he gets on your edge, Lindy, it's over. we got to win downfield and open things up, and then they swarm. they got some guys that can hunt now. So good at Vita Vega, what do they call uh, Explosive. What do we talk about? No explosives. Mm -hmm. back. They love to take what? Shots. Shot. Run, run, run. Play action shot. Hey, so this, let me set this up, if you don't mind. They had just, this is their first drive of the game last week. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they ran a couple plays. They started, it was a touchback. They got their first first down. Okay, run, run. Get a little first down. Now what? Shot. 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 Play oh, action. Oh, okay. He's okay. Oh, hold boy. on. It's wide open, coach. So, this is going to be where's uh, Marlon? Marlon, right check this out. Run this back. Talk to me a little bit, Marlon, about this corner here. Go what's he doing? What's he doing wrong? Let's get a little more depth. You play the right corner for us, right? They're yep. going to try you on this, Marcus Peters. Yep. Mark twenty-four. I guarantee you, they got you circled and red dotted after that? last week. Can't, can't you can get speech, pissed man. at me. You can say whatever you want to say. I just watch the film. They're going to watch the film. They're coming after you. I guarantee it. 
So what did you think he did wrong there? Can't settle his feet at the top. Boom. Look at him trying to squat yeah. on him. Can't settle his feet. He can still run. Now, they drop this one. Yeah. They don't drop many. I guarantee you. All right. Primetime television, Jeez. come Thursday night, they're going to make amends. I know, Coach. They He's better. embarrassed as hell on this. Ref they're going to try us. Distracting. Ref asked him right there for the autograph. Make catch. Oh, is that what right. happened? Yeah, Get your eyes happened. right. I heard about that. Coach, what do you think about that? <laughs> what? Ref was asking Mike Evans for his phone hey, number. Hey, Mike. I was yelling his back. Right here. Hey, what's your number? <laughs> we'll talk after the game. <laughs> That's unbelievable. It's messed up. I'm not happy about it. Neither is he. Exchanges. We know we have relationships with these guys, and we talk to them. And remember, we always kill these guys with kindness, right? Mm -hmm. Have to. They're They're just trying to get an address, send a gift basket, Christmas card. That's how it starts, Coach. Here's the last play. All right. Need money. How's it end? Pressure. Okay. We talked about some internal stuff, right? Let's attack the middle of this. Hainsey, okay, is the new center number uh, seventy. Who's going to be that new left guard? Number what? Sixty. Number sixty. Watch some tape on 60. There's not much there. He came in and did a decent job against these guys. All right? They stink up. But it's the edge guys. Ronnie Stanley. We just talked about it, right? Watch this up and under by Burns from Carolina. Mm. We got to get pressure on these cats. That's worse. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I got mixed up again. I was checking to see if you guys were right. No one even checked my oil on that one. Why? What are you talking about? Wake up, Walker. That was a test. Check his oil. I'm not in person. We've got to get after this guy. Shaq Barrett, you got this move. Shaq's got a good up and under. He likes a hop out. Oh, wait. Boom. Once you get him, okay, he's going to protect himself and go down. He's not mobile. If he has time, if these guys do a great job, if we give him time and he has this, that's what he loves to do. So whether we get pressure up the middle or we beat one of these offensive tackles on an up and under, that's where he's got to land. As long as he's there, all right, we got a chance. Let's do a great job. Short week. You know the drill. It's a lot of mental stuff, a lot of treatment. Got to sleep, got to eat right, got to study the tape, and let's fix this fourth quarter bullshit. Let's go. Let's fix this fourth quarter shit. Let's do it. Woo! Appreciate you guys. Now see your coaches. Hell yeah! We get an opportunity that nobody else gets unless you listen to the Vaughncast brought to you by Bleach Report. We get a chance to chat with one man every single week of the season, and it came up out of nowhere. Future Hall of Famer, multi-time Super Bowl, Buffalo Bills stud, Vaughn Miller. How's it going, guys? How are you doing, man? How's life? How was the bye week? What did you do? What did you get into? Just work all day? Did you work out in the aisles of the planes that you were on, or uh, did you do anything else? <laughs> no, I mean, I went back to Dallas. Um, you know, nowadays, I'm um, being 30, 33 years old, I just like to spend time with my son and play golf. And I got to play at some uh, some pretty nice tracks in Dallas. I, play, I played at um, Preston Trail, played at Dallas National twice, and I played at Trinity Forest. So, How are you? Great. Uh, uh, you know, if I can get if I can get around, you know, ninety five, you know, break a hundred, I'm good. Okay, love the game. How long have you been playing? I've been playing since uh, Memorial Day weekend, twenty twenty one. So I'm I'm uh, I'm oh. still new. Okay. Oh, so you're in? The, I'm still trying to master this sport. Do you think this is going to be something yeah. you're going to play forever with golf? Yeah, you know, you know, you got to watch who you tell your dreams to. But you know, I love you guy. I love you guys. So <laughs> you know, I tell you, um, I want to get ready for the senior tour. You know, when I turn yeah. fifty. So. That'll be 18 years uh, playing golf. I'm 30. I'm 33 years old. I started playing at 32. So whenever senior tour comes around in 2050, I'm, I'm hoping to be. You'll on do that. it. Could you imagine? Not 2050. When, when I turn 50, I'm hoping to be on that. Vaughn, 
I'm going to give a quick synopsis of a situation that's happening on this show that you're sitting right in between right now. Me and AJ have a $20 million bet, $20 million payment, that from AJ to me, if I can make top 50 in one of those Champions Tours events. And now it sounds like I'm 35, you're 33. After the first two years of me doing that, there's a chance Von Miller is going to take one of the top 50 spots and I'm going to lose out on 20 fucking million from AJ Hawk. This is my nightmare, but I hope, hey, I wish you good luck in that tour. Hey, I'm going to I'm gonna try to be there too, Vaughn. I'm going to try to be there too. God, I love that sport, though. It's a good one. You putt, you putt well or no? You putt well or no? Um, you know, you know. I think the things that keeps you going, you know, I, I feel like at some point or another throughout the round, I'm going to hit a pro shot. It's just putting it all together and being consistent. You know, I might, I might par, par, bogey, bogey, birdie, and then I might put a triple up and then a double, then another oh, double, that's then another triple. You know, so I'm just, I'm just like everybody else. I'm just trying to be as consistent as I can. But I think what keeps me going and and keeps me coming back is, you know, I hit a pro shot each and every time I'm out there. Yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy to think because when you do that and you did it on purpose, you line up for the next shot. You're like, just like last time. Okay, you you even have the confidence. You even have the confidence. I think I've even had the confidence. I'm like, all right, I found the swing, mm-hmm. just like last time. And then because the ball is so fucking small mm-hmm. and the yep. club head doesn't have much forgiveness, if you're off by a fucking centimeter, that shot you hit the last shot is nowhere near uh-huh. the shot you're hitting this shot. It is a frustrating, frustrating sport. I have. We're so far behind, though, Vaughn. These motherfuckers have been playing since they're like playing six. Playing whole life. Yeah, dude, they're putting. They're rolling putts on these greens like it's six years old. I stepped over yep. a putt at Lake Tahoe, thought I was going to make it, put it into the fucking sand trap. You hear me? <laughs> I put it into the sand trap. And that's like where you miss out on, I think, if you don't play as a kid. But I got faith in both of us, Vaughn. We'll figure it out. I appreciate you, man. It's, it's no better feeling, like you said, lining up. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you're about you know, 20 yards away, 15 yards away. You got to go over the bunker. And you're looking at the ball, and you, you put the ball on your front foot. You open up that wedge, and you say, I'm about to hit a flop shot over over this bunker, and I'm going to put it within a foot to the hole. And you do that, and then you line up for you know the next drive, and you go OB. It's, it's the worst feeling in the world. Well, not only you do that flop shot that Phil Mickelson teaches you, and you look like Phil, you line up for your putt. You fucking three-putt it. It's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> the sand trap wasn't the problem somehow, but this – 10 feet of green that I've known. It's a great sport, wonderful sport. Too long, but I think at one point in my life, I'll be excited to be out there for seven hours a day, getting better every single day. What are you going to say, Tony? Vaughn, if you need lessons, there's a uh, fellow Texas A&M alma mater grad of yours that just got uh, a number for, of a Oh, yeah, a guy. Texas A&M golf oh, yeah. coach. Yeah. Did you, have you talked to Mike yeah. Evans about that and what the hell he's talking about with that ref? And did you clarify you know, that so story? The ref, the ref went to Texas A&M, too. You know, I, um, I've been knowing him for a long time, and, you know, he uh, he went to Texas A&M, too, and, you know, Mike Evans went to Texas A&M. And it's crazy because we had a, uh, a Texas A&M football alumni golf tournament in the spring, and Mike Evans came, and that was his very first time golfing. And I told him, I, I said, hey, if you stick to it, man, you will love this sport. And to see him, like, you know, looking for golf lessons after the game, man, that's that's super cool. Man. Oh, so it's your fault that the ref had. <laughs> okay, so it's your uh, now we know. It wasn't an autograph. Like you gotta imagine, like who signs auto- who signs an autograph on a piece of paper? Like 
who, who does that? Well, a ref who's trying to sneak one for his kid after a game, you know, and then it's in the tunnel, and it's like, well, that's bad optics. But once we heard the number in the golf story, we were like, makes sense, bad time for it, should have done it in the locker room. But it sounds like yeah. Mike Evans is going to be a scratch golfer within a year. Is that what you're thinking? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, about football players playing golf. I think, you know, quarterbacks and specialists, they just have – I don't know what it is, whether it's, you know, swinging a leg, whether it's a kicker or a punter, and they just know how to draw the ball or fade the ball Come or on. it's a quarterback with his with his arm and, you know, dropping the, the ball into a bucket. Oh. Whenever they get up there, they, they're so good at it. I don't know about wide receivers. I haven't played with – well, Cortland Sutton. I played with Cortland Sutton in Denver, and he's he's gotten pretty good as well, but – you know, these kickers and these punters and these Hell quarterbacks, man, they are on a whole nother level. Hell, yeah. Well, not me, but yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that rule and that thing would uh, carry over to me whenever I have enough time to play it because it is an incredibly large amount of time that you have to commit to the sport to become good at it. Can't wait to do that someday. AJ, your question for Vaughn. Vaughn, well, you guys play the Packers Sunday night, and I just want to know, like, as a defender, how annoying is Aaron Rodgers' cadence and what he does? And is it, is it something you guys can work on in practice? Oh, and A-Rod, um, you know, like I said like I said two weeks ago about, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like he is a future Hall of Famer. And I feel like sometimes you throw this, you throw that term around, like this guy's a future Hall of Famer, this guy's a future Hall of Famer. Those You're a future guys, Hall of Famer. You're a future Hall of Famer. I, I, I appreciate it. Those two guys oh, are locks for the Hall of Fame. And I was telling, um, you know, I was talking to the D-line earlier. I said his hard count is probably – the it's, it's probably the toughest hard count in the history of the game. You know, he just puts so much energy into it, the, 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 the fluctuation of his voice, and, you know, you get up to say, and then hike the ball. Like, oh, it just, that's good. It, good just, it, just, it, just, uh, it just draws you off the ball. And especially when you're trying to get a good jump. Um, you know, I played uh, I, I played Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Stadium you know, twice where it's nice and quiet there. And it's, you know, I think both times I played, he, he drew me off sides, but that is a he he is he has the best hard count probably in the history of the sport man it's, it's super tough so hopefully you know our crowd will be into it you know hopefully it'll be it'll be nice and loud where you know the hard count you know you can take some steam off the hard count but he has the best hard count in football now and he probably has the best hard count in the history of our sport you guys are coming off a of bye week obviously a little bit early for a team of your stature in my opinion i think the schedule makers didn't necessarily do you any favors with that but what did you guys do in the bye week you just get healthier you get refreshed all those things ring true and how fast and how eager were you guys to get back in the building for the sunday night football matchup you know we, we did have an early bye week um but i just took that time to, to really like self-scout you know, I wanted to know what I look like, uh, you know, compared to the offense, you know, what I look like on the left side rushing, what I look like on the right side rushing. You know, you just get a chance to debrief debrief as an individual and as a team. So, you know, I think we, we use that time to really self-scout ourselves. Um, of course, you use that time to rest up. You know, you want to use that time to, like, unplug and go play golf and do all the things that you love to do, too. But right when you get back, man, you got to reestablish. You know, you got to recommit and you got to refocus. And I, I think that we've done a great job with that. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers offense has been historically bad thus far this season. How do you prepare for that while also knowing that at any given moment it can take off? Is that something you have to keep in mind? You have to prepare for what you think their best could be because I don't think they've come anywhere near showing it and nobody knows if they're going to be able to against you guys. But it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. And at any given moment, he can just tear you apart you know and I, I don't want that to be us on Sunday like I, whatever I saw his, I saw their you know I saw his interview on uh, on Tuesday and whatever problems that they have 
let's try to make it. Let's try to you know keep it going for those guys. Let's not, <laughs> let, let's, let's not let the cure be Sunday night here at Highmark Stadium. Whatever they're going through, let them figure that out next week, not this week. Um, but they definitely have the potential to be a great team. You know, uh, Bagdiari is uh, the best left tackle in the league. If he's not the best, he's number two. If he's not number two, he's number three, and that rotates each and every week. You know, he's still working back for injury, but I got a lot of respect for for uh, Bakhtiari. Got a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers. Um, they play tough. Whenever you got a Hall of Famer at the quarterback, everybody's going to play tough week in and week out. Mental mistakes just happen. But like I said before, um, you know, whatever they're going through, we want to extend that another week. We don't want them to figure it out versus us. What a different conversation than what's going on in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. Vaughn's like, yeah, we just got off a of bye week, and let's make sure they are uh, <laughs> still very miserable in the media next week. Yeah. Let's make sure we are not the ones. Uh, your team, so damn good, so damn dominant. I mean, what the Chiefs just did and then what you guys were able to do, it's like the conversation right now is there's like three good teams and you guys are obviously one of them and then everybody else is still trying to figure out their identity and get going. Now, I don't think the Vikings or the Cowboys are being shown much respect in that conversation, but nonetheless, this is just what's happening in real life. You guys haven't won anything. You've told us about how the culture is like, we just want to get better. We want to get better. How do you not rest on your yawnies? How do you guys not get comfortable? Especially coming off a of bye week when you go home, you see everybody, and they're like, hey, you guys are fucking so good. You guys are unbelievable to watch. You guys are this. How do you guys continue to go? Is it just across the board good leadership? You guys are all bought in? Or what is it, you think, Vaughn? And why do you yeah, guys I, continue I, to be dominant? You know, everybody's hungry for, for a championship here. And... um you know, I don't, I don't know the Bill uh, Walsh uh, quote, you know, uh, exactly, but he said champions are champions. Champions become champions even before they're, they're champions. And we're just trying to stay, um, we're just trying to stay in the groove, oh, trying to keep, trying to keep doing what we do. Um, you know, we got high hopes and high aspirations. You want to compartmentalize that, take it one week at a time and really just refocus, you know, reestablish and recommit to, you know, our purpose. Um, we want to really, really pay attention to our intention when we're at practice, when we're in the film room. And like I said before, it's, it's all about mindset. I feel like mindset separates good teams from other good teams. And we've done a great job of really having a great mindset. We've done a great job of coming in here, leaving it all out there at practice, coming in early, scouting guys as a team, scouting guys individually, playing hard. And then at the same time, you just you gotta be you gotta be a good human too. You can't ask for lucky stuff to happen to you. Cause you know, to win a Super Bowl, to go deep into the playoffs, it takes a little bit of luck. So to get that luck on your side, you just you have to be a good human. Karma. So you, gotta piece, you gotta put that you gotta throw that piece of trash in the trash. You know, you gotta cut off the water when you come out the shower. Hell you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just it's just little things like that that add up over time. You can't ask for luck if you're not a good The human. universe will reward you. We, you're we try to be the best. We try to be the best humans that we can possibly be, and we go out there and we leave it all out there, and we let everybody else, you know, uh, handle it after that. Hell, I love that. I love everything yeah. about that. I love everything about that because you're saying like, hey, what you put out, you get back. The universe will reward. You will get maybe the lucky bounces if you do good for society. So that's a team motto. Let's go, Vaughn. Sorry about it, AJ. <laughs> I was excited. I had, to, I had to kind of put a little bit more juice on that thing. I appreciate more people need to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know if that's happening in Indianapolis. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> Let's start picking up the trash. Oh yeah. Let's start maybe. Paving the roads, yeah, paving in Porta Potty. Maybe start winning more games. You know, I mean, just because just because you do that stuff doesn't mean that you know good things are going to happen. It I helps. About that on the show before. <laughs> but if you are wanting lucky stuff to happen to you, you have to do all of that stuff just to even have a chance for that lucky stuff. Hell yeah! Go ahead, AJ. Vaughn, have you always had that view? Because that's like 
That's not like an old school football mind. You know, the old school football coaches probably like, oh, it's all ball all the time. They don't ever care about what happens off the field or what you do. It's all like what you're doing right here. But I think your mindset, I think that that sounds like a parent almost, how you teach your kids, which is a great thing. It's all leadership. Like, is that something you always had? Or is that something you kind of came up and you, it grew with you as you played? I think it, it, it's grown with me, you know, playing in two Super Bowls and, you know, going deep into playoffs twice. You know, it's just something that I just truly believe in. And, um, you know, I've been on the football team since I was in the fifth grade. You know, I've, I've been in and outside of great locker rooms, you know, teams that are struggling, teams that are rebuilding championship locker rooms. So I, I kind of know what it – I kind of know what it looks like and I know what it feels like to have a great team. And each and every team – each and every time that we went deep into the playoffs, it takes a little bit of luck. And you can't ask for that luck. You can't expect that that luck if you're not doing everything that you possibly can do as a human being on and off the football field. Live right. Good things happen. Yeah. Hell yeah, Vaughn. I love that. Connor, your question for Vaughn Miller. Yeah, Vaughn, obviously Sunday night primetime game. Halloween is the day after. Do you and the boys have a lot of Halloween <laughs> costumes oh, you'll yeah. be wearing into the stadium, or what are we thinking? I think – I don't know if I'm going to wear a Halloween costume to the game, um, but – you know, Josh Allen, Josh Allen threw a burner on Monday, man, and it was a great time. You know, um, you know, it felt good to step away from the Halloween party activities and just go to another player's. You know, yeah, Halloween wasn't that party. your we thing? Had, that was your thing. I heard. It, We've heard about your party. Yeah, we all have. Yeah, we all have heard. Yeah, the world. Was, I stepped, I stepped down, I stepped down this year, man, and I went to Josh Allen's Halloween party, man, and we had a great time. Um, you know, to get all the teammates there and it's good you know, chemistry, all the wild, camaraderie, friends like. It's everything. Yeah, it's great. It really. Yeah, I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta spend time with your guys, man. And you know, I, I you know, I, I wore my golf outfit to the to the game. You know, I I can't play like a pro golfer, but I can dress like one. You know, so I just wore my golf outfit to, you know, the Halloween party, and we had a great time, man. So I don't, I don't, I don't think I have a, a good Halloween costume, you know, ready for you know Sunday. So I'm just gonna put on my my pregame fit for sure. You have good you have good golf swag, huh? You feel good about it? What do we do? Do you take glove off every single shot? Is it matching the pants? Yeah. Is it a different color? What color are the shoes? Do you have multiple options? And does any company suit you, fit you? Or are you already a sponsored no. golfer? I'd assume you are. No. No, I'm not, a, I'm not a sponsored golfer, but I like PXG. You know, I like uh, PXG stuff. Probably get a sponsor. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Congrats, yeah, PXG, your new golfer, Vaughn Miller. This man, a fresh pair of bass. I'm, a, I, I'm a, you know, working on Dallas National, so I try to, you know, wear their gear. Um, you know, you take the glove off. You know, it's just a little golf, ed, ed, little golf etiquette. You don't walk across somebody's line wearing. Of course buttons. not. You know, you got to keep your shirt tugged in. You want your hat, oh. you know, forward at oh. all times. I love, I, I love all of that stuff about mm-hmm. golf. I like dressing up, I like you know, early, and that's that's that all just comes with it. So even though I can't play like a pro golfer. I wear pants, you know, I wear long sleeves, and I, I try to look like a pro golfer. Especially. Yeah, you respect the game, unlike some assholes who don't. That's right. You know. <laughs> AJ. No, yeah, AJ. I fix my divots. I fix my divots. You know, Hell yeah. Lines, Important. You know, all that stuff. Hi, <laughs> right, Vaughn. Enjoy the rest of your week. We appreciate you joining us here on this Thursday. How's the chicken farm going? We still selling a lot of good meat out there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I got a package coming. You got, I got a package, you know, coming, coming your way. Package um, of chicken, meat. Chicken farm's good. If you want to check it out, you can go to greenandpastures.com to check out, you know, our operation. And, you know, it's an honor privilege, you know, being on this show each and every week, man. You know, AJ, Pat, man, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. And everybody else, the infrastructure, the guys, you know, in there too, man. Y'all make the show great, man. I appreciate all of y'all. Hell yeah, we appreciate you. Vaughn Miller. Thank you, Vaughn. 
we have the incredible opportunity to go into the team meeting room for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past Monday whenever they were getting ready for this Thursday night football matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. Todd Bowles addressed the team. What did he say? How did he talk? The team got beat by the Carolina Panthers. Let's take a look at it with our friend Chuck Pagano and Coach Pease. Coach Todd Bowles here. How's it going, Coach P? Not very freaking good. Yeah, tough days. Good morning, guys. Good Good morning, morning, Coach. So I'm not going to candy coat this. All right. Okay. I mean, we stomp. Mm -hmm. And I obviously, it starts with me as the head football coach. I did a horrible job, obviously, of getting you guys ready to play. I'd say. Terrible. But we all got to own this. We got to wear this. Can't make any excuses. I tried to frickin' tell you guys. Last week it was a trap game, but nobody believed me. I go down the locker room, hee hee, ha ha, grab ass, ping pong, this, that, and the other. What? I tried to tell you guys. Nobody believes me. I'm driving home, 2000, Odyssey 2000, Moans Venus on the side, Dale Mabry, see all your cars there. Tried to tell you guys it was a trap game. Strip club. You. And you think, okay, because they fired the head coach, traded Robbie Anderson, what? Christian McCaffrey. Hey, they're not going to compete. No way. Tried to tell you. Well, we're sitting here at three and four. We've got a great opportunity. Thank God we play in four days. Can you imagine sitting around for seven days with this BS? No. no. Coach. Get your damn earmuffs on, all right, and your blinders, and let's get our ass foot. We got too many great players. On this team, we were sitting right here a couple years back, seven and five after a Thursday night loss, all right, up in Chicago, and we got our shit right. And we had to come to Jesus, and our leaders stood up, okay? Hold, start holding yourselves and hold me and hold each other accountable, and let's get this ship righted. And that's enough of that bullshit. Touch that's mis- not us. Touch mispractice last week, you. Yeah, you that's don't, not us. Yep. Well, why Let's look there? at these guys, all right? We got the Ravens coming to town. They're four and three. They're first in their division. That's the it. only good news is, I mean, we're sitting at three and four, and we're still in first place. Yeah, our division sucks. Good. We're a division. Yeah. The whole damn thing stinks. You're right. We're a damn good football team. Let's look at Excuse me. Ravens, all right? Sorry, Look at their schedule. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. They haven't been consistent. This is a good football team. They're well coached. Harbaugh's been there for a hundred years. They got a great staff. They got really, really good players. They've got an electric quarterback, as we all know. This is a good football team. They're coming off a big win, division win over the Cleveland Browns, 23-20. Let's get our ass ready to go. Let's look at the keys. Games. There we go. Okay. Offensive keys. Establish a run game. We haven't done a good job, obviously. We're 32 right now in the National Football League running the, running the football, 64 yards a game. Jeez. We got a really good offensive line. Leonard Fournette, you can ball. I don't know what the hell's going on, but, but we got to get that thing fixed. Because the play-action pass and the shots and all those things, they ain't going to come. We can't run the fucking ball. They ain't going to believe it. And I guarantee you, they're going to look at that stat, and they're going to look at our tape, and they're going to say, hey, we're going to play a light box. Okay, we're going to play seven in the box, and we're going to cover, and we're going to roll to Evans and do all this stuff, and they're going to dare us to run the ball. And by God, we're going to get back to running 22 and 23 duel. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They're Come running on, it right down their fucking throat. Hell I don't yeah. Know shit. Who's a Calais might be out, but they got a good front. 
We got to establish this thing. And this guy, Patrick Queen, let's look at the front first, okay? Calais, good chance he's got something going on. He's not going to play. Brent Urban's a guy started there. He's bounced around the league. He's a big, hard charger. All right, he's not a pass rush guy, but he's a run stuffer and a run stopper. He's the five technique in the scheme. They run a three-four scheme. They got a new defensive coordinator in there, Mike McDonald. Okay, hot shot young kid, doing a nice job with that defense. Started out rough, started out rough, but they've kind of gone to more of a zone scheme. Oh. Tried to simplify some stuff. Tried to get guys on the same page, but they got some dudes up front. All right, but this Patrick Queen, last week when you watch the film, you turn on the Cleveland tape after we break from this meeting, they love first and second down run blitzing this guy. And he must do, they must do a great job because he had some tells. They lined up in formations. Next thing you know, they hand the ball off to one of them cats, and he's in the backfield making tackles for loss. Play after play. Huh. So we got to do a great job, Patrick Queen. It's Queen. Why, is it, why do we have Queens on here? That's a good question. It seems you know dirty. Why? You know why? No. Attention you know why? Dirty. Because when you turn on the tape, it looks like there's multiple. Like he's got a brother. Oh. Like there's multiple oh. queens out there. Oh. I get it. Okay. Carrying the queen spirit. Like we had a you know a week ago a kid from Ohio State. Twelve. Werner. Fourteen. Remember 15. his tape? Eight. Fred. Okay. That's yeah. There's going to be a bunch of them. That's too excellent. Too many men on the field. Coach. Appreciate that. Okay. So we got to establish this coach. run. So it's set up for the. <clears throat> Our pass game, our play-action pass. Hell yeah. Let's go after the secondary. Back to the front. Josh Bynes, okay, he's been there for a long time. He's been in the league a long time. This is their Mike Backer, all right? They're going to make a close call. Close here, close there. We're in base personnel, 12 personnel, 21 personnel, what have you, 13 personnel. They'll have their base unit out, and he's going to make a close call. That means Urban, the five technique, nose tackle, are going to go to the tight end side. So if it's close right, I'm, we're tight end left. All right, Otten, you're over here. They're going to go close right. You'll have a five technique. You'll have Urban there. All right, <clears throat> Bynes will be that Mike Backer. He's a thumper, okay? But from a coverage standpoint, zone stuff, we can do some schemes. We can get our wide out inside at three, get speed at three, and try to put him in a little bit of a predicament. Oh, Bynes okay? and a bind? Bind. Josh Bynes. Bynes and a bind. Yeah, Bynes. I like that. Write that down. Binds in a bind. Write that down. Binds in a bind. Binds in a bind. He's way behind. He was looking for a solo Binds in a bind. Appreciate you. Okay, but this secondary, they've had some issues. We got to go after this group. We got to make this group communicate. They had trouble last week. All right, picking up a scissors route, a sale concept. One guy goes deep, another guy runs a sail. They're in a three-deep concept. Corner comes off, thinks he's going to throw here, and they get the ball deep behind this group. They've had issues with bunch routes. No. We know the bunch route, so yes. we got to get in the bunt. Down on the goal line. Okay, get them down in the red zone. Get on the goal line. We get in a three-man bunch. They're going to play man to it. Okay, if there's a three-man bunch, the nickelback will be up on the nose of the point man. Got a sec? Yes, go. Oh, yeah. Come on up oh. here. Oh, I like yeah. seeing stuff. I like learning stuff. Get that oil. Mm -hmm. Get that oil. Hey, this is how we learn, AJ. Come on. Check that oil. Okay, so 22. You're going to be 22. All right, he's going to be the nickelback. You're facing me. I'm the man on the point. Okay, so. Wait, am I, I playing wide receiver? No, you're DB. Okay. You're the DB. You're the nickelback. We've got another dude here and another dude here, a three-man bunch. Like Ed Reed. You're going to lock the point. And that guy right there, he's locking number three. And number one out here, the corner's got him. Follow me? Yes, coach. We can do a little motion. I've seen this. Hey, it happened earlier in the year. Happened last week. Okay? They, they, have, they struggle with handling these bunch routes. So what's going to happen is this. We're going to come off. Bam. 
and you got me, man, I'm going to come boom. across your boom. face. Boom. Boom. All right? Can't and then one, you'll be the corner now. One's going to be out here. He's going to relay ace outside. you got to cover me. You don't block me. You cover me. Let's go. Okay? Jesus Christ. Come on. Did you play some defense? Are you trying to do an athlete? Move your feet. Move your feet. Move your the highest level. I'd call somebody else up here, but it's too much. Okay, so the bunch is here, right? That guy outside release. You've got me man-to-man. Back up. Okay, so just look. Watch this. So picture picture the nickel back here. This guy, we outside release our point man. Three's going to the flat. Start coming to the flat. He's going to be looking like he's running around. Yeah, short week. <laughs> you got you to help me. You got to help short me. Week. Oh, dead body on him. Oh, oh no. Come no. on. Coach, you all right? Okay, so they've had a rough time, guys. They've had a rough time picking up these bunch routes. So let's make sure, all right, we get that done. All right, make them communicate. I don't care if it's a short yard situation, a red zone situation, a third down situation, two-minute situation. Make them communicate. <clears throat> All right. Protect the program. I have to. Number one in the league right now in takeaways. They cause 14 turnovers. Number 44, Humphrey. Peters, these guys are awesome. Uh-huh. This guy has perfected the peanut punch. He has. Everybody know what the peanut punch is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tillman, Tillman, Coach. Peanut like Tillman. How many did he have? Here. A lot of them. A lot of them. Too 44. Many. 13-year career. Peanut punch. You want to demonstrate? Okay. I'll be the running back. Running backs, Leonard, you guys, we got hey, three points of pressure. You know what they are? Hell Coach. yeah. Okay. Fingertip right over the nip, tip, tip of the ball. Nip. Two fingers, nip. all right? <laughs> Inside the forearm and the rib cage. Okay, so when they come to try to peanut punch this thing mm. out, and he does a great job of it because what he's going to do, he's going to run down the trouble. Right. Eat up the grass, right. come to balance, right. come to balance, start to secure the tackle, uh-huh. and then punch boom, the ball boom. out. Okay? Boom. If we've got the three points of pressure on there, forearm, rib cage, tip of the ball, it's not going to happen. Nip. You follow me? Yes, but he does a great job. If we're coming loose or, we, or we're running down the field, what about, hey, hold up now. <laughs> come on, now. <laughs> that ball's coming here. They're going to come over, fake like they're, they're going to act like they've got to secure the tackle right. here, and then punch boom. it out. Who's got it? AJ, it's over. Oh, can't believe I missed this part. Come on, Carl. Here we go. It's like I'm watching the game early. Love the enthusiasm, guys. We're going to get after these cats. I guarantee you. Let's do a great job. All right, protect the program, the football. Let's go on. Defensive keys. Good work, good work. Hey, I appreciate it's really you good. guys. It's really good. Work, dude. Appreciate Great you job. guys. Let's Ooh, go to the next job. one. Defensive keys. Spy so number eight. Good football. I don't care. All right, this dude is electric. <laughs> hey, let's, let's go. get focused. Tighten up, guys. Tighten it back up, please. Very good war, coach. Tighten it back up. This game's going to be here before you know it. All right. I think our guy's spraying <laughs> Who is this? What does this mean? Why do you tell me? Spy. Why, why do we want to spy? Eight. He's, he's fast. fast. He's huh? quick. Call me. No. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Jeez. You want to spy him because they rush for 156 freaking yards a game, 5.44 per carry. Jeez. Hell, yeah. You're going to see a play on here where he goes the distance, 70 freaking eight yards. It don't matter where he, he was the most electric dude in college, and he's the most electric dude in the NFL. Get on our damn P's and Q's. This Greg Roman, everybody know Greg Roman yeah. is, the offensive yeah, coordinator? This guy's yeah. a genius. Him and his off the offensive staff there at designing the run game. Do they like to put big people on the field? Hell yeah. Hell they yeah. got 15 tight ends on the roster. Andrews, Oliver, Likely, Boyle. Wide, 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 wide. Let me do it again. You guys are obviously asleep. Andrews, wide, Oliver, Likely, Boyle. Wide. And, and a fullback. All right, that weighs 390 pounds. Jeez. He was a defensive lineman in college. They converted him. They're creative as heck. You're going to get a bunch of zone schemes. You're going to get a bunch of gap schemes. And we got to be disciplined as hell. This 111, okay, each of you has 111th each play. 11 guys on the field, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a job to do. Everybody's been talking about we got no damn discipline mm. on defense. Giving up long runs, deep passes, this, that, and the other. Discipline, 111. Minimize Mark. Mark who? Andrews. Mark Andrews. There's some talk that, hey, he's not playing. He's been hurt. It's a walkthrough. Trust me. His ass is going to be out there. Okay. And that's his is go-to that, guy. Good to know. That's that his go-to you? guy. Is that a guarantee, Coach? What's that? Is that a guarantee, Coach? That's a damn guarantee. Just, I just know. He's a baller. He is. He's he a is. baller. He ain't going to tap out. No, hell no. Nope. Just because they're coming down to Tampa and we're supposed to be, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Minimize this dude. Red area. Okay, third down situations. Understand that's his first look on third down. Duvernay, the guy can run. Obviously, we know he's a great teamer. We'll talk about that in a minute. He can freaking go. Bateman, number seven, can go. Number 10, Demarcus Robinson, don't sleep on his ass. And they, they signed a dude. Who'd they just sign off the street? Does anybody Deshaun, have any idea? Deshaun. Deshaun Jackson. Okay, he's on the practice squad. Talk to some dudes. All right. On the street, little birdie told me he can still fly. Mm. Coach, I, I've been told that he's not going to play Thursday. Yeah. Of course, a little birdie told you, too. Andrews is hopeful, though. You focus on the game plan I, and right. what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay? If Come he's on. out there, if he shows up, don't disrespect me like that yeah, in front of the guys. You're right. I apologize okay? for that. Because you got your new- – maybe if you spend news. a little bit more time. <laughs> it is breaking <laughs> Maybe if you spend a little bit more time in your playbook, you wouldn't put <laughs> – he always comes out with the gobble Okay, so they had him, they signed him, he's obviously not ready, but he can still fly. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell Look yeah, at the yeah. damn tape, just Hell in case yeah. something happens. Maybe they have an epiphany here in a few minutes. Okay, special teams, no Duvernay. No Duvernay. Hall of Famer? Yeah. Tucker? Mm-hmm. The line, there is no line. It's end of half, end of the game situation, and we got to get a stop. It isn't going to be, hey, the 35, we got to the 35, you're good to the 30. No, no. They can't cross the fucking 50, otherwise that guy's got a chance. Stout, he's a rookie, fourth rounder. He's got a good leg. He can bomb him. Got to do a good job. Here's what I want to do. Camarda, where's Camarda? Right here, coach. Rookie punter, right? Yeah. Fourth round, we... Drafted you, right? Goddamn right, coach. Do not kick the frickin' ball to 13. Yes, coach. Come hell or high water, you can put it 42 yards down the field, out of bounds. Okay. Yeah, I got it, coach. We're suck up. Right here, coach. Touchbacks. 
Touchback. And, and the touchback's got to be like nine, deep. nine and a half deep. You got, you got, can you, you get got that, that done? I got that, yeah. Hopefully. Let's don't even try it. Hopefully. hopefully. Hey, 17-4 average on punt returns, 36-6 on kickoff returns. Damn. The opener against the Dolphins, 103. Just watch the tape. Let's don't do it. It's better to die a young man, suck up, than kick the ball to this freaking guy. You understand me? Yes, yeah. coach. Yes, coach. Hmm. Rookie, don't try to be a hero. No. Oh, hey, I'm going to, you know. You'll get him. Do, you don't won't. do it. I won't do it, coach. Return that guy. This, hey, these guys, unbelievable special teams, right? Number one unit in 2021. Chris Horton done a great job there. Don't challenge them. They're really good on special teams. Let's take a look at some, t- some plays, all right? Hell yeah. So this first clip, all right, we talked about Queen. Check it out, all right? If we're in <clears throat> 11 personnel, Cleveland's in 11 personnel. We're in 11 personnel. They'll match us with their nickel defense. Again, they'll have four down, all right? They'll big big number 98, Jonesy inside, <clears throat> 92, Mabuke, all right? And then you got number <clears throat> four. Don't forget about JPP. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Champions. Revenge okay, so guy. He used to be a teammate of ours, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't think he's got the red ass? Oh, he's ready. He he's wants to come him. in here with, you know, however many he's got left. Fireworks. You, you know, he's going to come after us. Yeah. Okay, so don't he's forget motivated. about him. He's wearing number Checking four. Oway. Did I talk about Oway? Did I fail to mention Oway? Odafe? Yes, you did, Coach. Number 99? Huh? For these guys? Yeah, he's a dog. Okay, and who else do they have that's a veteran dude that got a couple sacks that I forgot about? Justin number Houston. Number 50. Justin Houston. Mm-hmm. Excellent guy. Hell yeah. yeah. Excellent. Lots of tape. They can all go. But anyway, remember, now look at this. Look at this setup, all right? What do you notice about this line right here with a tight end right here and an extra lineman over there? Unbalanced. What do we call it? Unbalanced, Unbalanced, right? Unbalanced, all right? So you got a tight end over here probably in Joku, right? Do you think they're going to run the ball over here? No, coach. Where do you think they're going to – and no matter what they do with this motion, where do you think they're going to run it? To the unbalanced. To our right. They're going to run it to our right. So don't you know that they've looked, at, they've scouted, so they're going to go back and look at all of our tendencies on our run action, right or left, duo, 22-23, whatever. we got to mix up our calls, change some wording, because they got all the comms. Yeah, they, they do. Can, they got yeah. everything. Yeah, everything, especially with the I don't internet. care what we call yeah. it. So he knows, hey, even though I'm going to ignore this and watch Queen here, he's telling everybody else, oh, yeah. So we got two pullers. Oh. He runs through, tackle for loss. We can't have it. Tommy, you want to start second and 14, second and 15? Hell no. No. He's coach. not here, Coach. No, he is. <laughs> oh. I am here today. Oh. Okay, thank you. No problem. Appreciate you. We need 45 you. 45 years old. It's good to see you, Tom. I haven't seen you in a while. How's everything I'm, going, Tom? Tommy. Tom, how you Tom, been? you okay? Tommy, I, I, I understand. I respect. Where are you playing? I respect everything Tom, that's going on. Ready to go war with you, Tom. Sorry, I respect yeah. everything that's going on. We ship out at 0800. Sorry about AB, Tom. Family matters to me. Listen up. Care about you guys. I care about your family, your yeah, situation right. at home. But quit bringing idiots. that bullshit in here. Yeah, you, you can talk to me about it. It's okay. Oh, coach, leave it at home. Not. Leave it at home. His kids hate him, Coach. I have a building. Thanks. Thanks. What hotel? You I'm living that. in a fucking hotel. Where? Thanks. <laughs> That's uh, on you, Coach. Hotel California. Start paying room for service. your room, and, and maybe that football camera will switch up on you. Okay, oh, let's go. Oh, oh, oh. Coach, could Todd came with the Check heat today? Check it out. I'm tired of this. We're a better football team than that. Okay, let's take care of Queen. Go on to the next one, please. That's unbelievable. Okay, we said we got to make the secondary do what? 
Huh? We're going to tax the secondary. We've got to make them do what? Make communicate. Cov communicate. Communicate. Cover. Communicate. Hey, tell them. What did we say? Make them Communicate. Work. We've got to communicate, cover. We're going to put them in tough situations. Yes. You're the one guy I can count on. That's what we say. Yeah, Go damn side. That's what we say. Go. Your all headsets are jacked up from jacking around and jumping on footballs in a meeting. Hey, that was good. Balls are balls balls program. Balls program. Balls program. So watch Cleveland here. We talked about a big post. We talked about a sale route, right? So they bailed out of there, playing cover three, simple and easy. Watch Humphrey out there, okay? Marlon's going to be on our left. He's always the right corner for them. He's going to be on our left. Peters is the right corner, uh, left corner for them. He'll be on our right side. So watch what happens here. You got, and they, they're not trusting each other. So what did they do with Queen on this? They try pumping Whistle. him through again. Yes, coach. What, run it. Right in the middle. Watch him. Oh, yeah. First and ten, run blitz, right? Mm-hmm. Good job by this guard. They picked it up. Uh -huh. It's Joe Pony. comes back for them. So the, oh, so he's going oh, to be a hero. He's going to come off the deep as the deepest, wide as the widest. Mm. They want We not stuff. talk about We got a bunch of young guys having to show up and play these cats, too. Got Carlton out. Bunting's out. But Winfield's out. Why? You guys got to communicate. Do your job. If you're supposed to be deep as deep as wide as wide as, be there. We can't do this. Golly. I'm sick of it. They can't. We can. We got to execute. Amen. Right? Okay, let's go. Make them communicate. Get after their ass. What do we say about number eight? He's not oh, very he's explosive. Frickin', he's from another planet. I know. He's not from here. Mm -mm. Trust me. He's not from here. They do a great job. We talked about Roman, right? We talked about this run game. They do a great job. <clears throat> quarterback, all the runs, and then, a, and then the quarterback design runs. He's just another extension of the run game. Boom, look at it blocked up. Damn! See ya! And so the thing we can't have is we can't have all 11 dudes at the line of scrimmage and have this guy break the line of scrimmage. Do we have an end zone of this? Hell yeah. Thank you. We got everybody up, so it's a, it's a communication thing. If you go back, they brought motion over. This guy took the motion. Somebody's got to replace the middle field defender. This guy runs over here with this because he gets all jacked up. He's not doing his job, mm. and watch what happens. Watch the blocking on this. Watch the polar. Bam, bam, dead. <laughs> and there he goes. There he goes, 75 freaking yards. And what happens right after he gets in the end zone? What does the band start doing? Do your job. Good rhythm, coach. Let's go. Okay, and then one more time, just so we can check this out. Here's Robinson here, right? Burners. Mm -hmm. Just keep it right there on Frozen, right? 300. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe more. To the ass. All right? <laughs> tight end. Tight end. Really good offensive line. Alien. It'll be Gus back here. Will it? Are you Jay sure, Coach? Out. Will it definitely be, no, for sure? Will it definitely be Gus Edwards? No, no. It's hopeful. Yes, it's Gus. So it is? Gus? So it is Gus? How do you know? All right, it'll be Gus. We'll prepare for He's Gus. He's our head coach. Respect yeah. him. Yes, coach. 
It's Gus. All right, Gus. Yeah. That's good news. Just because you guys get a little information coach. from your little video buddies, you know, yeah. and try to stump, you know, the head coach and make him look Keep silly. Keep it yourself, guys. Yeah, follow. Okay, what you. we call this. Miss you, B.A. Okay, so make sure we know where Andrews is, right? Yes, Top sir. Top target. And he's a dog. No. <clears throat> Spray route. Got to do a great job. If you run this back from the, from the sideline, they motion this dude over here. And they like to do this, especially in the short side of the field. So here it comes. Ends up four by. Look at. Look at He's wide open, too. Now, he oh, loves right. this guy so much, right? There's a guy here. He probably shouldn't have thrown this. He probably should have thrown it here. Mm -hmm. The guy deserves a bone every now and then, right? His card. 42, all the heavy lifting he does. Yeah, not against they got us. The, they got the tut anyway, but just understand the spray route. We got to communicate this and push the coverage over there to get a hat over the top of each of these guys. Play action. Mm. That's a seed, Coach. That's a tough throw, Coach. So, this is about <clears throat> manning up, owning our mistakes, holding each other accountable, and figuring out a way to get this ship right. we got really good football players in here. Hell it's yeah. about finishing. It's about focus. Mm -hmm. And it's not about just because we got Tom. You know, we got Me. Leonard. Let's go, Tom. Good we had all back. these guys on here, and we won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Nobody gives a fuck about that. No. And you think Baltimore is going to give a crap about that just because no. we have one in the last couple years? Hell no. No, no hell way. No, hell no. Hell no. Get with your coaches. Get your asses prepared. And let's kick these guys' ass come Thursday night. Hell yeah. Yeah. Coach, coach, coach. Thank you, Coach Bowles. Thank you, Coach Bowles. All right, Coach P's keys. We got to hear about Baltimore. We got to hear about Tampa. We heard the offense, the defense, and the special teams keys for both teams on getting the win this evening. Now, Chuck Pagano, it is time. Who wins? I'm no longer Bullsy, right? Yeah, we're yeah. not, Ooh, you're not associated with I'm anybody right still now. With is you. that a Ravens pick, then? Well, Ravens, Ravens real, Con? Uh, just shut up and let Coach talk, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. So when you look what? at these two teams. That <laughs> guy. One's coming off, big win, four and three. Tampa lost four of their last five. Whoa. Struggling on offense. Uh -huh. Defense is struggling. A lot of drama going on down there, AJ. Fuck. A lot of drama. Started a long time ago. We've heard people talk about, hey, embarrassed that way. Way they got embarrassed at Carolina. Bad. Despicable. And a group of men in that room, humiliated. Mm -hmm. I heard humiliated earlier, Kirk. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh -huh. Who was it? I think Herb Herbie. Herbie, right? Mm -hmm. Said humiliated. They're going to show up. It just seems like a perfect time for them to whatever, right? Sounds the haters. If we look at some of these things, I just think with all the drama and the injuries that they have, look at the defense the last four weeks for Tampa. <laughs> and this is, oh, and believe me, guy, I mean, they're a good team, and they got good players over there. But the stat, you are who you are. Mm -hmm. You are what your record says you are, right? Crown. The last four weeks, right? Opponent QBR, worst. Takeaways, only one. Tied for worst. Third down percentage, tied for worst. You tell me. Not good. Lamar, Jackson, Greg Roman run game. Huh. All that beef. Dynamic. Tight end, tight end, tight end, Ricard. What? All that. Gus C. Edwards pumping it. Gus Bus. Davis and Winfield 
Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield Jr., Davis the third, they're out. Out? Out. No bunting. Why? Bucks 32nd. Run yards a game against that defense. Uh oh. And there will be no fourth quarter collapse. Okay. There is. No fourth quarter collapse. We're done with that stuff. We got away with it last week against Cleveland. Baltimore did. You're we back they in the did. Har- Harbaugh's here? Back in there. Yeah, sorry. They got away with it last week. They had a chance, right? The Giants game. Think about the Giants game. Lost the Giants game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've got the ball. Here we go. It's third and one. They've got the ball, oh, yeah. and they get a first down. But what happened? Who can remember what happened? Bad snap in the pick. Zito, you with me? What hell happened? yeah. What happened? Fumble. No, hell That's... no fumble. They got the first down. That's what I meant. They lined up an unbalanced. We just saw an unbalanced formation, right? Yeah. Yes, coach. And the dude, 89, there's a tackle over, all right? Oh, no. And 89 should be where? Off the ball. On the On ball. ball. You've got to cover that guy up. On the ball. Okay, so they got an eligible number sitting there right there, and he was off the ball. They did a little run play sneak over here to the left with, with uh, LJ. Got the first down, but no. Wow. Illegal, Illegal formation. formation. Sorry, Come good. on, Mark. Oh. So now they go third, third and six. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was like less than yards, so five and a half, six yards. That's when the fumble happened. Oh. Center, bad, that. bad snap. It was loud as hell. They're back in the game. Bad snap, fumble, Thibodeau, whatever. I think whatever his name is, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. <clears throat> Fumble, lose the game. Then last week, Cleveland Browns cool. handed off to what was his name? What'd you guys tell me the kid's name was? Justice Hill. They got the ball late, fourth quarter, driving down. They're gonna eat up the whole clock. Nobody takes the air out of a game like the Ravens. Fumble the ball, but they got out of that one. Blocked a field goal. So Ooh. I'm going Ravens. Ooh. Like 24 21. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. You think so? No, it's going, to, it's going to be a good game. I mean, you got a bunch of really, really, I mean, two good programs, two really oh, good yeah. head co- football coaches, mm-hmm. two really good staffs, a lot of great freaking players. You got Tom Brady, the best that's ever played the game. Come on. Thursday night. The best at Thursday night, prime time. Come on. Mm, you know they're going to show up. All right, sweet. You know it's going to be a barn burner. But the Ravens, I mean, they're built for this. They're gonna get. I mean, they're gonna get a face full of Ravens. It's gonna be a hell of a game. All right, let's go, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like hearing that out of Chuck because he knows his shit. Ooh. He studies for this. Chuck, I appreciate the hell out of you. Those are incredible, Coach Beeskees, and your selection. Appreciate you guys. He's on coach. our side. Your coach, you want to throw some? Like you, you throw a couple? Oh hell yeah! Appreciate it, Coach. Hey, Coach, on the way out, you. you like Baltimore twenty-four twenty-one? If Baltimore wins and you make this throw, we will give ten people. One thousand. Whoa! Holy shit! Wow! How many tries do I get? Two. I got one here too. Three. There's three. Hold on to the fumble. Ten people. Mm-hmm. One thousand. Baltimore also has to win though, because that is your selection. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit of a parlay of things that have to happen. One of those things could be you making a football shot. Coach P's keys host Chuck Pagano. Oh! On this Thursday night football on, Thursday, Chuck. as Baltimore goes to Tampa, Chuck Pagano. Ah! What a shot! I just watched my man do it. Hell yeah! He showed me how, Connor. So if Baltimore gets a win, we will put this video out. We will tell people to retweet it, say something nice, and put their cash tag in. They could be one of ten thousand dollar winners who randomly will be selected to win on Cash App. That a baby Baby truck. Appreciate you, coach.
That was awesome. That was electrifying. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good omen. Yeah. I like that he's with the Ravens because I will make the pick for this evening for us, AJ. Boom. I also like the Ravens this evening. I like them plus the point and a half. And we also have a super boost with them to win and also a uh, plus three and a half. And Lamar, J- not to win. Baltimore plus three and a half, and Lamar Jackson to rush for over 40 yards. Boom. Okay. Love it. Okay. I like it. Lamar Jackson to rush for over 40 yards against this defense at Tampa Bay, who's out a bunch of players, and Lamar Jackson is still Lamar Jackson. We have to remember that. And the Ravens to cover at least three and a half. Here we go. Tonight's the night. We need one, is what we're calling this one. Yeah, we do. And it was boosted from minus 130 to plus 150. Let's fucking win it. I like the Ravens plus one and a half. I definitely like them plus three and a half. And I like Lamar Jackson to do this. That's my official pick A.J. Hawk. Now I'd like to hear how you are picking to start this week eight NFL kickoff. Well, I went into this leaning a certain way and I wanted to see what Chuck said in his whole presentation from both teams and who he picked. And I am glad Chuck is on my side. I absolutely want the Ravens here at plus one and a half. So we I need one. Let's go, Chuck. boys. Eat it. Fucking go. We need one, don't we, A.J.? I know the Bucks are due, but I don't think it works that way. I think the, I think the Ravens figured it out tonight. How about him started rattling off the stats of how Tampa's performed in the last, like, five games? And it's like, redemption's a real thing, but I think we've been saying that a lot. And just like to your point earlier, Ty, we're watching the same things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So unless they're able to work miracles in four days, which maybe they are by making everything simpler and everything, that team looks bad. They look disinterested. Yep. Yeah. And that's not a good thing to have. On Thursday night, Amazon Prime with Lamar Jackson, who's trying to get a little get back on Thursday night from last year against Miami, where he performed poorly. Everybody said he was bad. He might have been sick during that game. Then he had to go do the uh, Louisville Jersey uh, retirement situation and the whole thing. It was supposed to be a big time. Lamar gets back tonight. The Ravens win, I believe. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I will watch Hammer die in about 15 minutes with Tone Diggs. Toxic Table, I appreciate the hell out of you guys. Everybody in the back, great work today. I appreciate that. Vaughn Miller, obviously Jordan Schultz, who broke some news. Chuck Pagano did his thing. And Kirk Herbstreit joined us mm-hmm. in the first hour. What a day. Hope everybody says something nice to somebody. Hope we all win our bets. We'll be back tomorrow with a feel-good Friday. I'll be in Mississippi. AJ will be right here. It should be electrifying. AJ, have a great Thursday night, pal. Hey, you too. Cannot wait to watch the Ravens win tonight. Me neither. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We fucking need one. Cheers to everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Goodbye.